edition of 99 questions i am your host bob buell this is of course an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people interesting questions i am joined here today uh by the great alex stadnick alex the super producer himself how are you you're throwing a lot of words that don't describe (laughs) me at all i don't know what you're doing here my friend (laughs) i'm good and may i say i just want to get this out of the way to start you have a beautiful podcasting voice Oh, why? A very like sultry, beautiful voice to li- listen to, and I'm here for it. I'm very happy to be on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, of course, I very much appreciated. Uh, it was the voice I was born with, so you know <laughs> you make the best of what you can do. Yes, you uh, do. <laughs> uh, well, maybe it was the voice I was born with plus a couple years of whiskey, and then this. <laughs> so it's a good, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, a little mishmash there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but hey, we super appreciate you being on here. And uh, obviously, we got some questions to roll through. But what are questions without some some ground rules? Of course. Uh, so we got three ground rules for you here. Uh, ground rule number one: you could take as much time or as little time as you need to answer any other questions. If a yes or a no suffices, give me that yes or a no. If a short story helps explain the answer, I want to hear that story. Cool. Uh, ground rule number two: there's nothing gotcha in here. There's nothing controversial. Maybe except for like one, but there's okay. nothing crazy in here. All right. If you want to pass on anything, you can pass. No judgments. We'll move along. All okay. good. All right. Uh, ground rule number three, despite the name of the show being 99 questions, there might be a follow up. I might sprinkle in a little uh, extra here and there. Bob, Some... I did not sign up for 105 questions. <laughs> I signed up for 99 questions that I will only answer thusly. Well, luckily, some of these are definitely not questions. I'm not an <laughs> English major, but some of these are just words that I put a question mark at the end of. Uh, so I think they even out in the okay. end, but you know, we'll let's not keep count. That's yeah. all I'm saying there. <laughs> Love uh, it. But Alex... First of those non-questions, are you ready? Yes. Wonderful. Yes, I am. All right, we're coming out of the gate swinging. Question number one, what's the perfect breakfast? Bacon, egg, and cheese bagel. From where? That's up to you. But I think you get your protein, you get your, you know, your fats in there, tastes good, you're happy after that. I think, I think that's the perfect play. That's very strong do you yeah. go with any kind of specific bagel or do you just go plain bagel i'm a i'm a i'm a plain jane my friend um <laughs> i uh i i like the everything i like i'll throw a little like onion or like like asiago mm. cheese like if if it's available to me but like you know i think i cut my teeth on the the mcdonald's breakfast one which was just plain and yeah. that one was so good also a travesty that that is not you can't really get it anywhere anymore. i was gonna that. say i haven't had mcdonald's breakfast in a while but like a week ago i got up extra early and i went to work and i was like you know what i'm hitting up in mcdonald's that would be perfect and the one thing i always got was a bacon egg and cheese bagel and they yeah. didn't have it and i was like it was the best and i don't <laughs> think people can handle it it makes me sad <laughs> the 
general public could not handle the greatness. Exactly. Get your McGriddles out of here. Um, I the last time I had one was like I think in like 2018. I was in the Denver airport of all places. Oh, but wow. anywho, it's a good one though. Yeah. Uh, question two: Who's the coolest dude? Oh wow, that's yeah. an open-ended one. Oh yeah, the coolest dude. My dad. My dad's oh, the coolest dude. Um, that's a great one. He has a level of respect for a lot of people that I think is rare, especially today. Um, and he's the type of person who would do anything for anyone. And I know a lot of people feel that way about their dads, but like, it doesn't matter who you are. He'll, you know, stop what he's doing to, to, um, to, to help you out if you need it. And, uh, I think I've, I've learned a lot from him and, uh, yeah, he's. I think he's the coolest dude. That's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, but I'm sorry. The correct answer is uh, Blake Hester. Actually, oh. uh, but <laughs> it's a very good answer. But uh, I got it. <laughs> yeah, that was the easy one. I don't want to give the easy one. You know, Blake knows he's the coolest dude. Yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, question three: Steak, chicken, or fish? Always steak, right? I'm sure. I'm sure it'll cost me ten years and put me in the grave earlier. But you know, always. Yeah, like. If if money's not an object, I'm getting a prime rib. I'm getting a ribeye. You know, like something like that. Like, um, can I ask? Is this a, is this a show where I can ask questions back to you? Please. Okay. How do you order your steak? Because depending on how you answer this, the interview may be cut short. I order it like a shoe leather. Well, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I go medium rare. Depending, the only uh, exclusion is very rarely I'll do rare if I'm at a very fancy place. Okay, smart. Because uh, yeah. I know they can do it. Otherwise, yeah. it's medium rare across the board. Yes, I. That's that is the correct answer. We may continue. <laughs> okay. Well, I saw I saw your finger hovering above the was, end I, call button. <laughs> <laughs> Not to offend anyone who orders their steak well done, but I uh, no, it's got to have some blood in it. It's got to have that. It's more flavorful when it's when it's medium rare. The texture's rare. better. The the Just flavors better. better. Everything yeah. Is, yeah. is better. As you know what? You, actually. I mean to offend you. If you order your steak any other way, <laughs> I, I turn the podcast off now <laughs> is what I say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't wait to see the analytics where the viewership <laughs> drops off dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, question four. What's the best gift you've ever gotten? Hmm. Do I want to be, I'm trying to think, do I want to be, <sighs> sentimental or do i want to be like physical let's do i gave a sentimental one for my dad i think the best gift i got was probably oh i guess that's sentimental too i will keep it in the video game realm um i told this story in the gi show but i got a nintendo wii uh for christmas uh the year it came out was that i don't even remember like oh six oh seven like yeah yeah oh seven something like that yeah but what made it that much better and worse at the time was I was there on launch night to get it. My dad and I were there and my Mountain Dew Code Red. I was, I was jamming, man. I was ready to go. <laughs> and we get it. I get Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. I get the extra nunchuck or an extra controller or whatever. And like, yeah. I am, I'm stoked. This is, this is the first console I got at launch. Like, and this is really a time for me when I'm really embracing who i am as a gamer and like 
like it's becoming a passion at this point outside yeah. of just something I do with my friends. So I got it. I'm all happy. Like I get in, in the house, like, and I'm just, I, I'm bouncing off the walls and my mom's like, Oh, did you guys get it? I was like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, we got it. It's right here. I can't wait. And she's like, Oh, great. And she takes it from me. And she's like, it's going to be that much more fun when you play it on Christmas. And I have very few times oh. in my life. I gone from utter joy to complete <laughs> devastation i was so i didn't talk to her for like three days which is a lot for me I, i'm very close with my mom even yeah. back then and i wanted like i was like i it felt like a cartoon where i was like packing my stuff up i was like i'm leaving i'm you'll never see me again if i don't get to play that thing so of course we did it um but then when christmas finally rolled around i knew what i was getting but the fact that like nintendo power had given it like i think it gave, they gave it a 10 uh twilight princess a 10 yeah i believe so i was like it didn't matter at that point. I was like, this is finally mine and I'm going to play it for like all winter break. And I think there's a picture of me somewhere um, cradling that thing or like laying on it. Like, you know, I was so happy. Um, so that's a long winded way to say the Nintendo Wii, but I think that's, that's a good one. So. That's phenomenal. Yes. And I can attest, like I was one of those people waiting out there for the Wii and they would sell out everywhere. I didn't get yeah. one till January of that year. Oh, Cause wow. I remember it was a big deal. And it was, and we were just like me and my mom just kind of looked at each other one day in December and we were like, ah, uh, I don't think this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. man, it was, uh, it was an ordeal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, question five, best gift you've ever given. Hmm. I'm a giving man, Bob. I don't know if I can, uh, <laughs> if I can find there is one really good. Um, so there's a really good one. So, um, uh, started dating my girlfriend. It'll be five years in January, which is, wow. um, yeah. Um, but so, you know, we were, we met in college and of course we were two broke college kids and, um, she, uh, got to a point where she needed to sell some stuff to, to, you know, make beer money make rent type of thing um and she sold her uh she sold her favorite pair of red converse to like plato's closet or something like that got like 15 bucks back or 10 bucks or you know like you know how it goes yeah um and that was one of the things she was really actually sad about giving up like you mm. know she's like oh sweatshirts whatever that's fine but like so and especially you know especially in that first year or two of, of date. Well, no, every year of dating, you should be trying to impress your significant other. But <laughs> like, especially then I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to find those like sneakers. I'm or I was like, I think originally I set out to, to find reds converse to get her again. But then I went to the same Plato's closet and sure as hell, they were <sighs> sitting there. So I scooped them up for, I don't even remember how much they were, but I scooped them up and then I, and then I gave it to her for, I think it was Christmas, maybe our anniversary, but either one of the two. Um, and uh, that was that was just kind of special for for both of us. Um, she still got them. She doesn't wear them, but she still she has them in our, our closet. And um, yeah, I think that was a pretty good one. That's amazing. That's like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, like go, <laughs> going to the store and like you know seeing someone else browsing for them, and you like running down the aisle, like sir, no. <laughs> Um, can you imagine me running at someone? They'd be terrified. <laughs> they, they'd drop whatever they have. That's why you got the shoes. <laughs> you should see the other guy. Uh, amazing. Uh, question six. What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? I wanted to be a doctor. 
and mm. I had no concept of <laughs> of chemistry of, of of biology like any of the things that would make you a good doctor <laughs> but I remember being a kid thinking like I wanted to help people and that was one of the ways I knew how I the idea of making videos about video games and content like what didn't seem real I didn't read Game Informer I think that was the dream right it was like yeah. I would love to work for GI one day and um but I think that especially going to like private schools like I did like it was very much a little bit more like pragmatic like you know like engineers and like that kind of stuff and I was like okay I like helping people I want to figure out how I can do that so I, I think doctor was kind of what I wanted when I was in like seventh and eighth grade and then <laughs> and then uh chemistry came around and smacked me in the ass and I was like okay well I'm never I'm never gonna be a doctor that's for sure <laughs> did pretty well in anatomy but uh uh chem was one where that i had to get moved down actually which wasn't fun at the time but this what it is so hey it worked out you yeah. know <laughs> question seven what's the largest animal you can beat in a fight <laughs> that's so good uh oh my god let's see i feel like a baby elephant i could take down oh okay Cause like, it's still, it's still like stumbling a little bit. You know, we probably weigh the same amount at that point. <laughs> like, I think I'd have my chance to at least like pin it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hook the but leg, like, kind of get a Greco Roman type. Yeah. I'll take its <laughs> trunk and kind of like wrap the legs up and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Pull an at at on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. For real. I'm sure in real life, I'd probably get my butt kicked, but for, for this podcast, yeah, we'll say baby elephant. I think you could take him. I'm not going to say that this fight's happening anytime soon, but I think you could take him. Actually, it was a baby elephant trying to take the red, the red converse. <laughs> that was the problem. And you, had, you tied him right up and <laughs> kicked him to the curb. <laughs> uh, question eight. Who's someone you look up to? Who's someone I look up to? I already used my dad, so that's, I can't use that again. Um, I think Greg Miller is someone I look up to in this industry specifically because not only, I mean, we kind of funny is, is a great community, but I think what I look up to with Greg specifically is his ability to, to admit when he's wrong and try to fix things. And um, I think he's, especially this year has gone, gone above and beyond. I think some people would say, you know, just like in anything like you know there's people that are going to be happy with you and there's some people who aren't going to be but i think through and through he's tried to be better and that i think that community's tried to be better and it's you know i'm a trusting person but like i don't think it's an act and i know some people do because i've got to meet them in the whole kind of funny group and like there's just a genuine warmth meeting them in person um and that extends to tim and andy and, and nick and the, that whole crew so i really like I I've looked to him, you know, whether he, I I'm sure he doesn't know it cause he's a busy man, but like, I've, I've looked to him to like how to conduct myself and how to do this thing the right way. You know, I think he's a, a excellent example of that. Cause yeah, I, I think he has kind of 
he's had his ups and downs over the years of like you know a, a little more of a shock persona and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. not to not to say there's anything wrong with it he's no. an absolutely great guy yeah but yeah i think i think you're right over the last year or two since he's really helmed kind of funny he's brought on some like bringing on imran and blessing and yeah. all those people on the crew i think are so yeah. good and he is just a real beacon in the middle of it and yeah. uh definitely yeah. I, I love that answer yeah uh Question nine. What's the first album you bought with your own money? Oh, that's a good question. I'm sure I'll say that like 50 times in this this, <laughs> this, this show. Legally, it's required at the beginning of every question just to boost my ego <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I want to say I'm sure it was some kids bop crap. Um, mm. But I want to say it was the Beatles number one. Like that that red and and yellow album. Oh yeah, the um, best of like through the centuries. Yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. I think that sounds about right because I still grew up in that time where we still had CDs, and then it was like iTunes was just was was gaining popularity, so you transferred all your 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 stuff over to that. Because then when when I got on iTunes, I think I got to I got to explore a little bit more because oh, you know, yeah. I, I came from a family where you know and not not in a wrong way but like it was very much acdc and bruce springsteen and stuff like that but like when i discovered hip-hop music i like kind of got to run free on itunes you know what i mean and like and discover that some of that stuff for myself so like eventually that would turn into like you know ready to die from the notorious big and like you know um and uh the marshall mathers lp and stuff like that but i think i think my own money i think beatles number one was is probably the first one phenomenal one yeah. yes uh number 10 what's your go-to karaoke song uh um that's a good help nope i'm not gonna keep telling you that bob because they're not all good Dang questions <laughs> i have a big whiteboard just off screen that i marked yeah. out every time someone says it <laughs> oh i think i have to go uh mm. I think I have to go John Denver. Take me home, country roads. That's a crowd pleaser. Do the play, like we would when I would uh, go out uh, in in the pre-COVID times. Uh, of course, yeah. Um, we would. There's a specific Irish bar that we would go to um, whenever my my buddies are t- in town. Um, uh, and sure enough, every day, every time that would uh, come on to the the. the <laughs> I don't know, sound system you can't say jukebox anymore because uh yeah because um, you can um, play a jukebox from your phone now yeah, like exactly. it doesn't feel quite the same yeah but after a couple of uh adult uh libations i'm that we would we not only would we like sing that we would annoyingly like scream sing that but that was usually towards bar close so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah take me home country road i think is my i think is my go-to on that one fantastic uh question 11 last song you listened to last song i listened to was i think it was sunflower um by post malone from the the uh um from the spider-man into the spider-verse soundtrack oh right yeah yeah we just had the we just had the cover story uh for spider-man last month and uh i've found myself delving into more miles related stuff 
I don't think you can have a bad, at least in that moment, I don't think you have a bad day listening to that song. That whole soundtrack for Into the Spider-Verse is, wow, is just hot fire. Like, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. watched it maybe a month or two ago again just in the hype of everything coming out with miles morales that it's like oh boy this holds up on every level yeah i i really think it's the best spider-man movie but if you have a question about uh, ranking spider-man movies towards the end we can wait for that but Ooh, yeah maybe maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> i want to give away any trade secrets here <laughs> uh question 12 what's a band or musical artist you want to hear more from uh my chemical romance I've been Ooh. waiting for a follow-up for years, as everyone has. Um, I'd also split that with Kendrick Lamar. I, especially in today's day and age, we we need more King Kenny, um, some Kung Fu <laughs> Kenny. Um, but I think those two are easily the the two because we haven't heard anything since Damn for for Kendrick. That's yeah. going on four years now. Like that's crazy. Um, and my comic romance really four years. Ago? I think Damn was maybe it's 2018, so maybe going on three years it's been Holy it's, it's been be longer right. than it needs to be um, yeah yeah <laughs> but we still play those songs <laughs> yeah, for real yeah um Jeez. but i'm very curious to hear what he's been working on especially you know given the climate out there like i i'm i'm, I'm excited to hear it whenever it comes and don't write wow. if it's another five years don't rush him but yeah. <laughs> he'll those, get there when he gets there yeah. Uh, 13, what's a song that brings the most emotion out of you? Mm. <laughs> um, I trying to think of how, uh, how, how honest I want to be right now. Oh, I think, boy. uh, um, it only happens when I'm alone and it's like, have you seen Tommy boy? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, like in the, in the car that the, they would have moments where it was just jubilation and like, and you know, and then they would be bawling to a song. Mm-hmm. I found myself, and maybe it's 2020, but I found myself crying in the car on my one of my last road trips to South Dakota um, to see my girlfriend's family. Um, I was by myself, and I would find myself like crying to "Hero of War" by Rise Against. Um, oh, and like I, I don't know why I've listened. I've seen them live, like I've listened to them a ton. Like, but it's, yeah. I don't. I think it was the stress of the year, but it just like it paints such a sad brutal picture like of war you know Mm -hmm. i mean like a lot of things do but like i don't know it just it just kind of hit me in that moment and i i kind of lost it there um positive emotion though is bohemian rhapsody uh by queen i know everyone's got to get the the head bump going you know like the the, wade's world the classic of course yeah so (laughs) so those are the the two sides of the spectrum there i feel like love it uh what's your favorite music video um black parade i would say by my chemical romance um there is a level of spectacle and storytelling in that music video that i feel like 
people just don't strive to and like that, yeah. that kind of carried into like you know uh ghost of you too where they did like the the saving private ryan type of vibe to it um but i think i think yeah i think uh welcome to the black parade is is one of the best music videos of all time just on a spectacle level on its own yeah and for a little reference uh, there was a long stretch where that was my karaoke song. Oh, really? Well, welcome to the Black Parade. Oh, oh my God. Because Bob. as soon as you get the, when I was, the whole place is on board. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they know and they're waiting for that song to kick in. If anyone, if any, if any of Bob's family or friends are listening and have a video of that, please, please tweet at me. Like, because that would be, incre- I want to see you just getting down to that song. Cause that's a, that's a full body song. Like you got to get fully into that, that to, to do it any sort of justice. There might be a video of that. There might also be one for forgot about Dre (laughs) from that same night. It was a long night. Oh, please. If you're listening and have it, please send it out there. DM. Of course we don't need that public. (laughs) Well, we'll let the jury decide that one. Yeah. Uh, 15, you've got a million dollars, but you have to donate it all to charity. What charity is it going to? Hmm. I feel like, I feel like I would want to keep it Minneapolis based, um, selfishly, but, um, I feel like that's a good, I, I'm very much Minnesota is not a place that I live. It's a place that I love which is sounds cheesy, but you know what I mean? It's very much like I, you know, it's, I'm not here just because of game informer. Like this is my home. I love this place. I I've lost some love for it in, in the, the most recent year, but it's still like that. I feel like that, ins- that gets me more excited about it. Cause we can make things better here. Yeah. Um, so more focusing on uh, maybe like the North Minneapolis area, maybe, um, you know, some of the more, um, neighborhoods that are definitely more in need when it, whether it comes to education whether it comes to um food and, and then that kind of stuff i know i'm not being specific on on the charity but like I, that's where i would want to put that kind of money i think that's totally fair yeah uh 16 favorite holiday Oof. i think it's it's between christmas and thanksgiving and both because of food i'm trying to think yeah. what, what what meal i like better um <laughs> Um, I think, I think I'm going to, I'm going to be edgy here and I'm going to say Thanksgiving because we still get all the people together. I think the meal is more iconic. Um, and there, I feel like there's, it's, it's, I feel like our Thanksgivings, the Thanksgivings that I grew up in are very much focused on because Christmas, you know, you're excited about gifts and like that kind of stuff. And I was yeah. very blessed to grow up in a family like that. But like Thanksgiving, I feel like more is just like hanging out and watching football and just kind of being together more than it is like excitement for, you know, the gift giving and whatnot. So, yeah, no, I love that because it is it's a whole day based around having a great dinner and then relaxing. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. like in an ideal circumstance, obviously, but like yeah. that's what the key is. And yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 17, what's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? Uh, chai tea. I am, uh, mm. I'm very basic, um, but I'm not a coffee guy. I, uh, and I needed some form of caffeine to keep me alive at times. And uh, chai, tea is, chai tea is one of them. And uh, it just tastes like Christmas and happiness, you know? It's just, it's a beautiful thing. 
It certainly does. Uh, 18, spell the word gray. I was just struggling with this the other day. I can't remember what I was going to tweet out. I was, I was musing on a tweet and I couldn't, I, I literally think it stopped me from tweeting it because I didn't know how to, like, what the proper way to sp- spell gray was. I'm going to say G-R-A-Y. A-Y. A-Y. Okay. <laughs> I'm just picturing you in front of a computer, like, G-R, and then, like, the whole system shuts down <laughs> before like, well, you can decide. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's all she yeah. wrote. That's a premonition right there. <laughs> uh, 19, what's your prized possession? I don't know. I don't, I genuinely don't know if I have one. Um, I'm sure if I ever went through my huge stack of like old Yu-Gi-Oh cards and Pokemon cards, like, you know, there was, I know I have an obelisk, obelisk, the tormentor, like Egyptian God card. (laughs) Oh my God. Somewhere in my basement. What that card is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I started to try to collect comics when I was a kid. Um, but I don't, I don't have anything really rare in that, in that sense. Um, I, I don't think I have one. I'm going to be honest. Um, okay. I guess. Yeah, I really don't. I have like, I feel like, I feel like it's cheating to say like pictures of, of like, of trips I've taken. Like those are always great, but like, you know, I have those backed up other places, you know, so I don't think I have one. I'm going to go with Obelisk the Torment. I, I think, think that's the way, yeah. <laughs> If, as long as it's holographic, as long as it's got the shiny. Was there any other option? All right. Well, <laughs> that's the one then. Come <laughs> there on. There it is. We got it. We got it. <laughs> uh, question 20. Are you competitive? <laughs> oh, too much so. Um, oh. My friends, my friends uh, torture me because I, I said the, the cliched line once of uh, I hate losing more than I, I like winning um (laughs) but i am yes i i've i think i've mellowed a little bit in my old uh, tender age of 26 Mm -hmm. um but oh yeah and i i'm not back in the day too when we would face off in like 2k and like you know and like smash and stuff i was a bad loser too like um controller throwing anything uh, in that realm i i mean everyone's been there right but like you know i i think um i don't know it's just the ideal the idea of failure like that is is not crippling but it i I don't like it ever i like i don't like losing but i've learned that you have to lose in order to grow and learn it's a it's a complicated world we live in but yeah um, yeah i'm competitive as hell if dark souls has taught us anything (laughs) (laughs) exactly that uh 21 do you consider golf a sport hell yes everyone should oh okay it, like there is a level because what do we define sport as it's it's a level of of physical activity a level of physical competition mm-hmm. that you need to have inherent skill at to excel at and golf is 100 percent that um because it's not as simple as just swinging a club and getting it there you know what i mean like there is yeah. more there's more layers to it there you know being able to read the green, being able to, to gauge a situation and problem solve because of it. And, you know, like that's the beauty and, and awfulness of, of golf is like, you know, I am, I am no uh, Dustin Johnson by any stretch, but like, you know, it, it, you can practice a million times and you can get a swing damn near perfect. 
but sometimes that doesn't even matter. Like, you know, yeah. like there, there's a level of randomness and skill to it that uh, makes it a hundred percent a sport. Wow. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 22. Have you ever played any sports? Yeah. I, uh, I grew up playing sports. Um, I primarily football, uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, in middle school, I played soccer, basketball, baseball, um, and then when I got to high school, it was all focused on football. Um, and then in college, I'd, I'd, every once in a while, if I motivated myself to get to the gym, I'd go play pickup. But yeah, those are the, those are the main ones. Nice. Uh, 23 favorite sport to watch. This has changed. Um, I, it, used to be, it used to be NFL, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sundays were – I what the – Never mind. Um, I was going to try to pull a movie quote, but I couldn't remember what it, <laughs> exactly where it was from. Um, yeah. And, and it was, you know, you would, you'd get out of church, you'd run home, you'd throw on the Vikes and then you just watch the rest of the day until Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I've found myself over probably the last five or six years, really drifting from that. And I've drifted a lot from sports just in general, just because like I always, some of the, I don't, I don't love some of the front office stuff that goes on in the NFL. Like, you know, I, the handling of the domestic abuse stuff really turned me off and like, yeah. um, and, uh, I found that creeping into my enjoyment of the game a little bit. Um, and honestly think I, I got too into it as a kid, like, and it would like, if the Vi- Vikings lost, it would ruin my Sunday type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. like I found myself as, as I was getting older, like, wasting too much energy on it type of thing you know yeah and it, and it led to some great stuff like that's a portion of how you know that's a big sports are how my dad and i bonded a lot of the time you know i still have a fantasy football team that i've ran and for like almost 10 years now you know what i mean still wow. i still enjoy it but i find myself more often than not sitting down to watch nba games um which is actually more torturous given the team that i have pledged my undying loyalty is the timberwolves um yeah yeah <laughs> and i don't i don't think it's it's uh they're one of the worst sports teams in the world <laughs> but i still come back to them i still love them i i uh will check that and raise you oh. i am a cleveland browns fan so oh, no <laughs> oh my god we have we're we're competing for who's worse that's uh, uh it's a rough life but I'm going to be there, and <laughs> maybe if they win a Super Bowl before I die, it'll all be worth it. <laughs> One of these days. One of these days, it's going to happen. Maybe the maybe the Wolves and the, the Browns will win in the same year. Who knows? And then hell will <laughs> freeze over, and it won't matter because we'll all be dead. They could probably trade players in different sports, and no one would notice. <laughs> the score would be the same. That's what's frustrating about those two teams, too, is like, you know, you have Odell Beckham Jr. You have Nick Chubb. Yeah. I have Carl, you know, like the Wolves have Carl Anthony Towns and, uh, you know, um, and we just got like Ricky Rubio back. We just got the first pick. Like, you know what I mean? Like on paper, low. like they should be they should better be than they seed. are. Like yeah. a seventh or eighth seed, <laughs> yeah. but no one can play defense. And it's just, it's the worst. And I hate it. And it's yeah. fine. The Browns forgot what a defensive line was back in 2010, <laughs> I think. And they yeah. haven't figured it out since. But... Oh, no. Yeah. That sounds about right. Oh, every Baker, year. Though. Baker's so good. <laughs> I got a jersey with his name on it. I, <laughs> I won it at the boardwalk. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> That's great. 
Oh, gosh. Uh... What question was that? Oh, there we go. Favorite sport to watch. Uh, 24 theme parks. Yeah. If I can fit on the rides. That's that's part of the my issue these days. Is, that's the caveat. Yeah. I still love I still love heights. I still love the thrills of uh, theme parks. Um, a theme park today? Absolutely not. I would not get into oh, COVID yeah. era. Wouldn't, wouldn't touch it with a, a 10-foot pole. But you better believe that uh, when this is all over and I can afford it, that's a key thing right there. Yeah. Um, that my friends and I are going to take an adult trip to Disney World and go see Galaxy's Edge and, and that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I keep hearing how cool Galaxy's yeah. Edge. I had a coworker go before everything broke out and it, he, oh. he was just like, he went with his nieces and stuff and he was like, yeah. that place rules. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. It, and you know what? I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the, the schlub that spends $200 on a lightsaber. I don't care. I'm going to do it. I don't even like, my Star Wars fandom has fallen off a ton, and I still would do it. But, yeah. yeah. I would just be cackling in the back of a cantina, just like <laughs> <laughs> drinking my blue milk or whatever yeah. I do. it would be so good. Uh, One day. We'll meet up there, Bob. How about yes. That? <laughs> I'll buy a, a Tendorian Yip Yip or whatever the drinks they have <laughs> over there. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 25 dubbed the Ron Bennington. After famous radio personality, you're standing in a wrestling ring. And a wave of nine-year-olds, random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to that ring to fight you. Oh, God. How many nine-year-olds could you beat in this fight? <sighs> My first reaction is to just get out of the ring, because that sounds like a problem in itself. <laughs> I want to be, be throwing nine-year-olds. The arena sold out. They're coming to see this main event. You're standing I've, there. I've signed the contract for this, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, as long as I get my my residuals from the pay-per-view. So it's a single solitary wave of X nine-year-olds. How many of those X where once it becomes X plus one, you're you're done. There's just too many. I think... These husky nine-year-olds, are they going to McDonald's too often? Are they? Okay. You're getting a mix. Okay, That's the mix. thing. So you're going to yeah. find the real scrawny ones, the real Michael Sarah types. <laughs> then, but you're, yeah, and you're going to also. the Hills are going to come rushing oh, me. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. going to get the ones talking about ray tracing. You're going to go right for the ankles. That's it's, incredible. It's a combo. Um, see, I think in my prime days where I was actually lifting, I would say maybe like 15 to 20. I think now only like 10. I feel like 10 would be a good amount. Cause like what, what's their, what is their, like if they pin me, am I done? Like, is that, is that the kind of thing? Somewhere in that realm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe, maybe closer to 15. I'm going to okay. say 15. That sounds good. I think, I think 15. So I'll have them. Fair. I'll have them all down. And that baby elephant's going to come charging in. <laughs> Hold on a steel chair. <laughs> Yeah. There he comes. Yeah. Uh, 26. What's a game you know you can win? Uh, Halo 3. Mm, three specifically. Halo 3. That was my. Interesting. That was one of my peak competitive wise, I, I would say. Especially because like, that came out in 07. So that was 13 years. So I was like 13. So that was for like prime, like Twitch reaction. Like, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, I would say okay. I can I can win a good match of Halo Three. It, 
Oh, I mean, if if we have, nope. I'm just gonna keep it. Halo three. <laughs> not gonna throw. Not gonna hedge myself on that one. Come out. Only me. big team battle. Only on Beaver <laughs> Creek. Only yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, I am such a. I uh, I used to hate uh, the long range maps because I'm so much better in close quarters with shotgun and beat down. Like guardian, guardian, come two v two me. Like let's get it on. Let's get it popping. <laughs> You know what I found recently? Someone told me that, because I, I got the exact same way you did, but with Halo 2. Halo 2, nice, I just, yeah. like, fell down a rabbit hole, and then I emerged, like, three years later. I was like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, on Bungie's site, you can go on there and find your stats from Halo 2, Whoa. the online, like, Xbox Live yeah. stats. And it's so fascinating to see, like played it first in like 2004 or whatever yeah. and then the last game you ever played like four years later and it's like it, it blew my, and it comes down to literally like this is the game type this is where you placed this is how many kills you got this is how many points Whoa. you got in like ctf it's shockingly more like in depth than i ever thought it would be that's wild i wonder where they house the house those servers like did they hide them from microsoft when they're like <laughs> all right we're cutting ties like you know somebody that's... running out of the bungee office just with like <laughs> stacks of servers don't <laughs> unplug them don't. <laughs> yeah that's it, wild it's it's such I'll a do... weird trip down memory lane it's, i'll have to go uh... check that out i uh, i want to see if if my my bluster is uh, is warranted or not here it's yeah it, it even gives you like overall kill death ratio like for the whole oh it's yeah if it's i go if i go and look and it's not what i remember i'm gonna go find those servers and take them offline myself so <laughs> no one can me. yeah <laughs> uh uh 27 what topic can you discuss the most movies i feel like movies is a good one i i think i would say food though because food mm. inherently for me also includes travel. Um, and I Good think point. those two go hand in hand when, when things are at their best. Uh, I think food is the right answer because, you know, <laughs> that ranges from everything from ranking like fast food and like Chipotle to like fine dining. And then like, you know, tying in those, those travel experiences. I, th I think food's the play. Mm. All right. There's a couple of questions coming up. I'm uh, yeah. very curious about here uh well maybe right here 28 oh. favorite place you visited this is this is a hard one <laughs> um because i i very much travel to me is like probably one of the only things that can rival video games for me wow. I, um it's because and i traveled a lot as a kid my parents wanted to instill that in me like right away um and if any of my friends are listening, they're gonna roll their eyes. But I, I genuinely think my study abroad trip to when I when I went to Rome, Italy, um, is my favorite trip uh, because of the people I met and kind of the 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 proving to myself that I could do something like that. You know what I mean? I, I grew yeah. up very sheltered, like you know, in in a middle class neighborhood, uh, um, very blessed in that way. But like you know, I didn't do a ton of stuff on my own and um and to go to a foreign country where english wasn't the first language i never ha had a problem finding someone if i needed it you know what i mean but like proving myself that i could do that and work an internship and take care of myself and the food bob the Ooh. food just being able to get like just amazing food at any corner like deli and it wasn't just like pasta it was like you know amazing chicken like you know like proteins and and, mm. and veggies like it's it was 
it was an experience i'll never forget um and i have plenty of those but like i think that one is was very transformative for a multitude of different reasons and i think that's kind of where i started to to garner a love for food outside of just uh hitting up chipotle you know (laughs) which hey don't get me wrong Nothing wrong with a little Chipotle. I'm probably gonna go get it tonight. Like <laughs> after after this is done, I'm gonna go get my carne asada burrito with queso. But um, it 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 turned into more of like a love language type of thing. You know what I mean? Like cooking yeah. became the idea of cooking and, and food became a little bit more real for me. So. Wow, fascinating. Uh, Twenty nine. What's your catchphrase? <laughs> probably oh sorry or <laughs> or god i'm an idiot maybe that's a good one too <laughs> it depends on the it depends on the day or week you know i feel like i get very much like like bro something will enter my lexicon and then i just won't let go of it for <laughs> weeks on end until <laughs> someone calls me out for it and then i back away from it but yeah oh sorry is probably <laughs> probably if you made a if you made like a a uh, a, a card of me like a like a superhero card that's probably what the tagline <laughs> would be in the bam letters you know what i mean <laughs> uh, just i am iron man on the tony stark card and then exactly. they flip over to yours <laughs> oh sorry oh sorry <laughs> me struggling to fit into the iron man costume yeah <laughs> didn't mean to didn't mean to scare you <laughs> i love it uh 30 what's the best costume or cosplay you've ever worn um i was mermaid man uh from spongebob one year for uh for for halloween and that one was really good we we went out for or we went all out for um for a costume i had my barnacle boy there with me who uh, (laughs) who in hindsight probably shouldn't have worn just uh underwear with with spandex under it but you know we live and we learn it's college um that's, that's where it's there for you know yeah it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah man that was cold and i'm sure more things showed than he wanted to um <laughs> um and then the year before that we went as the blues brothers same guy and I was, oh that's what uh, i little the, the belushi character so uh those are probably my two proudest uh costumes i, I i'm sure i've told the story on here before but i i obviously prior to this year where uh, the convention didn't happen i went to the last like four or five anime conventions in atlantic city new jersey oh wow yeah. i don't even watch anime it's just such a fun time i get to <laughs> okay. it's, it's an excuse to hang out with my buddies for a weekend in atlantic city basically yeah um but my favorite thing was they had this like bar dance hall type thing and again everyone dressed in all different anime stuff or just yeah. regular clothes and i'm walking out of there after having a couple beverages <laughs> And I just see two dudes walk into an anime convention dressed as the Blues Brothers, and I just high-fived both of them, and I said, you win. You've won. (laughs) (laughs) This is my favorite costume of the whole convention. That's incredible. Uh, I I wish I could have stayed to see them there. All I saw was them walking in. It was all the entrance I needed. (laughs) That's so good. Uh, 31, have you ever had anything named after you? Is the is the catalyst for this that someone else had to name it? No. Okay. So <laughs> when I was in middle school, you're taking me back uh, today, Bob, and I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> we had hot lunch, and uh, there was a time where you could grab 
as many milks as you wanted. That was the beverage, you know, Mm -hmm. strong bones, all that kind of fun. Um, And in classic stupid middle school boy fashion, I was like, I wonder how many of these I can drink without getting sick. (laughs) I thought that's where this was going. So my my stupid little ass, I think I grabbed like nine or ten of them. And it was like I grabbed the strawberry milk, the chocolate milk, the whole range of it, Bob. And and I just, I was downing them and I feel like my face grew paler after every one of those little things. You know what I'm talking about? The little cartons. The little paper cart, the classic yeah. like Billy Madison. Like, this <laughs> yeah. could be our chocolate milk. 100%. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I finished them and like, I did it. But the, the head lunch lady took notice and she was not pleased. So literally like the next week or two, we got, we <laughs> got put down to a two milk minimum. <laughs> And I was Change like, <laughs> and to this day, I still think it's because of me. So th- whatever you want to call it, the static rule, whatever, you know, I'm sure I'd be curious to go to middle school and see if they still have the two, uh, two milk the minimum. Static rule. Maximum. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I'm also convinced in my middle school that we <laughs> changed the rules in the lunchroom as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a, a ring, a circuit, if you will. Of a game we called Spoons. I have no idea if this is a game anyone else in the world ever played, but we had like maybe 20 kids like convinced this was the game to play during lunch. (laughs) You take a plastic spoon, one of those flimsy, you know, public school type plastic spoons that they'd give out. Uh You take the end of it and bend it. So it's like at a right angle, just that, just the very tip of it. Yeah, Yeah. And the other person you're facing does the same thing with the spoon. When you're going, you take the right angle edge of the spoon, you throttle it back against your thumb, and then knock it onto their flat end of the circle part of the spoon. Yeah. And then you take turns going back and forth, hitting the spoons back and forth, and if you broke more than 50% of the spoon, you won. Okay. So so yeah. sometimes you can get that perfect hit where it would just shatter immediately <laughs> and it was like everyone would go crazy or sometimes yeah. it was like a battle of attrition and it was like really going for it. Yeah. And we did that for so long for so many months that like they were like you can't take as many spoons as you want out of the cafeteria <laughs> because we would just come home with like pockets full of spoons so we could play <laughs> spoons like on the way home and that's incredible yeah I, I would love to check in with my middle school and see if they still have like a one spoon per person please you can't that's <laughs> wild yeah i've never heard of that before but it sounds fun it sounds like something middle school alex would have been all over it was a trip <laughs> let me tell you um <laughs> I love the, the deviations of where yeah, the conversations right? go. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. Um, here we go. 32. Hobby, you've dedicated the most time to? Video games. Yeah, um, it's... You know, it, it's the nature of the beast. I, I've been gaming um, since probably kindergarten or first grade, which is, you know, 20 years now. Um, yeah. And it uh, it has led me to where I am today, which is an amazing, amazing gift. Yeah. Uh, 33, who's a celebrity you've had a crush on? Ryan Gosling. I love that man. Yeah. I, he has done, he's done, as far as I know, please don't disappoint me, Ryan, but <laughs> he has done no wrong that I've known. I think he is batting almost a thousand in, uh, in his films as of yeah. late. 
True. Um, I think his only miss is probably only God forgives, but um, he kind of has a classic Hollywood vibe to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, he would have been a star in the 1950s. Yeah. Like as, as big of a star as he is now, he, he's got that same vibe. But the difference, Mr. Buell, is cool. that he is not afraid to, to make fun of himself. If you go watch the nice guys or, or like crazy, stupid love, yeah. like he's fully aware of himself, his standing in Hollywood and he's okay to make fun of himself. He's okay to, to be Neil Armstrong. <laughs> and then in the next moment, be punching a hole through a glass window and screaming like a, like, like a girl, like, you know, yeah. I, I love him. I think he's incredible. Um, so that's, that's my pick. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> Uh, 34, what's the strangest job you've ever had? I don't think I've had many strange jobs. I, uh, my, one of my best friend's mom hired us to shovel rocks for a summer in her, in her front yard. So we did some landscaping there. Um, I worked at, actually worked at, it's not really strange, but I worked at Target Field, uh, in the retail department for uh, that's the stadium for the twins if you're not from minnesota but um that was fun that was cool especially because i got to intern in like the retail office when we hosted the all-star game so that was really cool i got to see behind the scenes on on that and and see some players and media personalities that at that point i had only dreamed of meeting um i would say probably game informer right it's wild that i get to i get to capture video games and make videos that thousands of people get to watch like that's that's about as wild as it gets right like pretty cool it is it is amazing it is it it is very cool it is a literal dream job so (laughs) yeah 100 percent. yeah i think that qualifies (laughs) uh 35 book you'd recommend the world to read hmm I'm trying to think which way I want to take this. Um, I would say if you are interested in video editing, um, there is a book out there called in the blink of the eye and blink of the eye by Walter Murch, who helped, uh, who was part of the team that uh, edited uh, apocalypse now. And he, oh, wow. and I, I think, godfather 2 maybe godfather 3 we won't hold that against him but um (laughs) um it is kind of the because i think um i think in today's world it is so easy to go onto youtube and find editing tutorials and learn that way and that's how i learned my you know after effects skills which i i don't get to use a ton anymore um but merch's book is really like classical editing and like how he came up on it and it's interesting from a perspective of film editing and like if you're interested in like kind of behind the scenes of hollywood because like editors don't get their due like period like oh absolutely not yeah like and i'm, I'm not even talking like content editors video editors or whatever i'm talking like hollywood editors like and i'm biased but i think they are literally without them the movie doesn't go and you can say that about actors you can say that about directors you can say whatever but the edit can dictate so much and make a, a, a shite film great or make a great film not good um, because of pacing, because of, you know, 
there's so many decisions that get made in the edit bay, which is why you'll find directors a lot of the time in the edit bay making those choices with them. But like, you know, pacing, bad pacing kills movies. If your movie's boring and long, you know, or or if it's, if it's too quickly paced, you know what I mean? Like something like, you know, I'm the latest star Wars movie is a good example where it's like, you don't have those moments to breathe. Therefore you're not feeling those emotions. Therefore it's not, it's not clicking. Um, So, and I think a lot of, a, a lot of a mo- movies can live and die in the edit bay. So, uh, so it's an interesting history lesson in that, but it also like teaches you pillars of editing that are still imperative today as they were in the seventies and eighties. Like, you know, he gives a, a list of, of things you should prioritize, whether it's, um, you know, maintaining eyeline, whether it's, you know, making sure the scene stays like, like, cohesive and and you don't you don't feel those those cuts even though they're there so if you're interested in video editing go check it out in the blink of the eye walter merch in the blink of an eye and then he has some really interesting interviews on youtube that you can look up after wow fascinating yeah i would i would love to hear from someone who's done those amazing works to lean back on and just be like yeah this is obviously how it's done like (laughs) this is how i did it of course (laughs) well and and to that point too one of the things he talks about is like I think everyone, I think a lot of people, especially in the YouTube era, are interested in getting into video editing and stuff like that. And everyone thinks they can do it, which they can. Like, if you were excited about it, go do video editing. Yeah. But that's the key. You have to do it. And you have to suck at it. And that's okay. <laughs> because, like, Glad, Gladwell's shtick about becoming a master over 10,000 hours is no shit. Like, it, like, you have to, especially in editing it is amazing looking back at some of the old stuff that I used to do and think that it was good. You know what I mean? And now oh, yeah. I'm like, what, what monster thought he could open up premiere, let alone cut a piece of, of, of video. <laughs> um, so you just, you just have to know that going in that you're not going to be cutting Hollywood movies at the start. Um, but you, you put the time in. If, if I can do it, you can do it too. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, 36. What's a movie that always makes you laugh? Uncle Buck. Oh, that's Uncle Buck will literally never get old to me. Um, (laughs) there is such a genuine warmth to that movie. And like, we're talking peak John Candy years, rest in peace to one of the goats. Um, peak, like Macaulay Culkin performance, you know, I, it's just, it, obviously there's some nostalgia with it because I, I watched it with my buddies when we go to the cabin like every year and, and that was kind of the tradition but there's just a comedic warmth to that movie that I feel like never gets old and I could watch it like every other week runner-up is is forgetting Sarah Marshall I also love that movie as well oh it's really good yeah. <laughs> a, the whole puppet show yeah, <laughs> yeah. classic classic yeah. uh what's the worst movie you've ever seen uh, premonition with sandra bullock um hmm. we were at the same friend's cabin and <laughs> we got to we got to dictate the movies and then my friend's mom said like i get to pick uh and uh she picked premonition and we watched it and i still to this day i think it's one of the worst movies i've ever seen i just nothing th- there's no <laughs> It's a point of this is a point of hurt, Bob. So I had to sit through this movie. <laughs> I've opened the wound. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> There's no the plot doesn't go anywhere. Like it does. She doesn't solve anything. That I'm not going to spoil. 
Yeah, okay, we could spoil it. Spoilers for premonition. Spoil premonition. Yeah. Yeah. The husband's still dead at the end of it. The mystery is like, how did he die? How are we gonna get him back? He's still dead, and then she's pregnant at the end. So, like, how does that help anyone? Like, what the hell? Um maybe, maybe worse than that, but maybe not as nostalgic is uh the last airbender movie. Um, which especially uh, I, now that I'm watching Avatar the Last Airbender, the 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 show on Netflix. Yeah. And I'm appreciating how great that show is and how mature of a of a storytelling vessel that is now. That movie is a freaking abomination. I can't believe it ever got through <laughs> to anyone. Like I can't believe Nickelodeon was watching them make that movie and they didn't look at each other like this is not like this isn't good like what's happening no 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 we can't do this what are you calling the main character that's not his name ung is not his name like it's no it's stupid oh <sighs> bad movies make me mad yeah because i i don't know hollywood but i know how many things have to go through a chain of command to get to that step yeah. you know like like it has to be written and someone has to approve of it and then it has to go to a director and it has to get approved there it has to go through producers and get approved there and like no one had any <laughs> no one had a problem with this <laughs> i'm convinced like when some of those movies come out it was just people who were like too minnesota nice or like midwestern nice who won't tell you like when you're when you're screwing up like the actors are looking around like was this good was this a good scene and the sound and the boom guy is like yeah yeah it was great yeah no you're 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 fantastic keep it up was, was this good really long pause yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's voice is that high it's never like yeah no it was great yeah yeah it was good <laughs> oh it has to be i can't oh gosh uh 38 who's your favorite actor or actress uh we went over ryan gosling um mm. so that's still my answer i think um I'm trying to think maybe like comedic wise. Um, I don't even know if I have that. I would say probably I, w- I would have said Fassbender, Michael Fassbender a couple years ago, but he really, the Assassin's Creed movie was just kind of dented everything, you know, yeah. kind of brought the sheen out of that armor. Um, I think T- Timothy Chalamet is probably going to be this generation's like, like, like leo type of thing you know what i mean like i i um talent wise i think he's incredible i um i'm excited to see what he'll do i was really excited to see the french dispatch this year because he's in that but that obviously didn't come out um i would say timothy chalamet is probably my my favorite up-and-comer lucas hedges is really good too but um great answers 39 oh no 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 shut it down sorry shut it it all down i can't believe i can't believe i am so sorry and i know she's listening florence Pugh is going to be this generation's meryl streep like hands down like she is incredible i i love some of the marvel movies i love the majority of marvel movies i really don't like that she's going to get tied into marvel because that's going to take away from her time doing things like midsummer and and little women and i think she is so incredible and i think her and like Sarah Sharon and, and and like Timothy Chalamet, I think that's like the next like great bastion of actors yeah. coming up here. And I just want her to be in everything, and I want to be best friends with her. It's like it's like a thing where it's like, no, like like you were asked the question earlier about crushes and stuff like that. It's not even like a crush thing. It's literally like she's dope. I want to hang out with her <laughs> and cook things with her on Instagram, and it would just be amazing. But I want to go to Galaxy's Edge with Florence Pugh. <laughs> 
dude that's literally <laughs> that's if i'm on death row for anything that's my last request right there it's probably from throwing nine-year-olds out of a wrestling rink that's probably, probably yeah. it's pretty yeah that'll get yeah. you thrown in there yeah <laughs> Uh, 39. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the raptors were running through the kitchen? It wasn't. It was terrifying. <laughs> As a child watching that movie, I remember the first time I watched that movie in my buddy's place where you Papa John's pizza. Don't know why. And that scene was on and I was terrified. Like I was, I, I was probably like, what, seven or eight years old. And I'm, I'm no tolerance for horror. And I just couldn't, I couldn't handle, I could, my pepperonis were flying everywhere. It's just, I, it's terrifying. It wasn't good. Garlic butter sauce this away and that away. Mom's like, oh, you guys played Rowdy today, huh? No, I was like, no, nah, we just watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, man, when, when Samuel L's uh, arm pops out, I, oh. Dr. Yeah, Hammond, I think kid. we're back in business. <laughs> as, as a kid, I jumped out of the room, man. I was out of there. Oh, that's great. Uh, question 40. First show as a kid you got really into? SpongeBob, probably. SpongeBob or Fairly Odd Parents. Actually, Dexter's Lab was in there, too. Mm, um, I was a big Dexter's Lab fan. Dexter's Lab was so, so good. I A little older, but kids next door, too. Like, that was the dream. Like, to... <laughs> Live in your own high tech, uh, like treehouse with your friends and going on crazy missions. Like, that was a dream. But I think, Spon- to all fairness, I think SpongeBob. Nice. Uh, 41. Who should play you in a movie of your life? Uh, Jason Siegel. He's already had experience uh, playing the, the goofy Midwest or Minnesotan um, in How I Met Your Mother. Mm hmm. Um, he and I are of similar builds, uh, and I think that would be the play. I think he'd knock it out of the park. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to <laughs> uh, 42. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? Ben Reeves, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, Andy Mack? That's, I mean, they're up there. Yeah. Andy Mack is a, is a legend in yeah, gaming man. circles. Like, yeah. Um, I would say uh, meeting meeting the GI folks, uh, meeting the kind of funny folks. Um, Sports-wise, I met um, – I got to go to a Vikings training camp, met Jared Allen. That was amazing. Wow. He's such a cool dude. Um, I met, like, a bunch of the Vikings at, at that time. Like, that sounds like a humble brag. I promise it's not. But, like, the, I guess where I'm going with this is that Jared Allen was one of the only people who, like – and no shade at the other people, but, like, he was one of the only people who seemed like care that we were there and like talk to us about like football and our lives and stuff. So that yeah. was really cool. I haven't really met any, any like actors or anything, but I think that's the, I think that's the answer. It counts. Jared Allen or Ben Reeves. One and one <laughs> well, right yeah, there. Same person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 43 TV show or podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about. I weirdly, hmm. I guess I'm sure people do. I didn't see that much buzz around the Harley Quinn TV show. Um, and maybe I just wasn't looking in the right, uh, right places. And maybe I just missed it because I got to the show late. But my goodness, Mr. Buell, uh, that first episode of the Harley Quinn show, uh, the animated HBO one. Yeah. I guess it was DC Universe or before. But like is one of the craziest tone setters for a show 
and like i haven't been like because my girlfriend and i started it and like we watched it together and within those first like three minutes we looked at each other like done in this is it this wow. is wow yeah i i absolutely um i think that show is hilarious uh i love self-aware superhero stuff because i think the genre has gotten so filled with the altruism of the the genre which is not a bad thing we definitely need more altruism in the world today <laughs> yeah. um, but i love that show's willingness to take the genre to task for how goofy it can be um in a very brutal way at times but that one's really good i'm watching a uh, somebody feed phil on netflix right now um which is a a Ooh. cooking slash travel show or i guess a restaurant slash travel show but it's from the it's from the uh um uh it's from the creator of everybody loves raymond which is really bizarre okay. yeah but it's like he's just he has such an unbridled love of food and travel and people that it's just infectious and it reminds me why i love those things in the first place and I think a lot of people focus on like Chef's Table and Ugly Delicious, which are amazing things, like in the Chef Show, which are great in themselves. But I think if you're looking for a cooking show, definitely try somebody feed Phil. That's high praise for both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 44, favorite comedian. This is this is also hard because this is going back to what we talked about too. You know, there's some that I really loved that uh, are disappointing people. Um I don't know if I have a favorite comedian right now because um, I, I feel like comedy has become very difficult in, in especially this year too, where everyone like, it's just kind of, it's just down. You know what I mean? I haven't really watched a stand up in quite some time. Um, yeah. I think especially the Chappelle show years, I think Dave Chappelle is, is hard to beat. I know people have some issues with him now uh but the those early years of that that, that show was incredible yeah. so i think that's where i lean i've i've always said i don't know if it's the funniest show that's ever existed but season two of Chappelle show is as tight and like perfectly compacted comedy as yeah. you're ever gonna find it's as yeah. funny as anything that's been around like yeah 100 percent actually i do okay i do now thinking about this i do have an answer i outside of what i just lamented um yeah middle ditch and swartz uh, oh thomas middle ditch and and ben schwartz uh yeah. i got to see them pre-pandemic do a show uh, and it it is one of my favorite live experiences i've ever had oh, like I'm insanely jealous <laughs> it is that those that combo together is so incredible and I, I, our, our show was, was so funny. They, it was like the prompt was like an OBGYN, I'm pretty sure. And it, they just took it from there and it got <laughs> wild, but it is one of the most creative for anyone listening who doesn't know, they, they take a prompt from the audience and do an entire improv show based on that. And it is, they are so good. Their chemistry is so high and I absolutely love them. That, that is incredible. Yeah. Uh, that's a phenomenal answer. Ben Schwartz is like a, a literal dream guest for this. I would—he's he, one of my favorite people. You do so well on this. This would be a perfect format for him too. Uh, ben, ben Schwartz, if you're listening, come on to 99 Questions. Ben, Ben, I, I got so I got so, I could make some Sonic related if it has to be a, like a promotional thing. We can work <laughs> around it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, 45 best Saturday Night Live cast member. Chris Farley. Mm. Hartman's great. Um, there's Hater's great. 
um farley brought something to that show that i don't know has ever been replicated um reasonably so i don't know how you can he was just such a once in a lifetime type of personality yeah. and and star that i just don't if you try to emulate him it's like you know you're always going to get that comparison and um he's just he he was like with tommy boy and 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 black sheep and snl like growing up like he was the he was the goat like you know what i mean like and i um to this day i don't think i've laughed harder at a at an snl skit than the motivational speaker with david <laughs> like i just don't yeah. i don't there's i i'm sure people would disagree with you that there's very few that are at least in that tier um of making me cry my eyes out like from laughter that is so it's so i yeah i think farley's farley's the play there uh, uh jay moore uh who was on snl for only like a year or two but mm-hmm. he talks about chris farley extremely highly and he worded it saying like he was very good friends with him and he said having him walk into a room was literally like having the sun walk <laughs> into the room because he yeah. just was so much energy yeah. so much raw like he everyone like cracked a smile when he walked in because yeah. that's just you knew who he was <laughs> he was this this shining light and like that is so apparent where I watched, I think they did, a, uh, I think it was Spike TV, which, wow, that's oh, a while yeah. ago, yep. but they did the documentary. And when when they got Bob Odenkirk on there talking about him, like, yeah, that was heartbreaking because you could see, like, how much he missed him, like, genuinely. And he was like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, but he was like, you know, he was just too stupid to notice or like something like that. You know what I mean? Like his mm-hmm. drug addiction and, and and that kind of stuff. And like I think I think Farley as much as like you know I think Eddie Murphy did a lot for that sh- like changed that show like you know Belushi like Aykroyd like you know the pioneers but I think Farley is just this this presence that will like Lorne Michaels will always love and like will never be topped in that way yeah 100% agreed uh 46 this is a very weird question but what's the nerdiest thing you've ever done nerdiest thing i've ever done not gonna say my job (laughs) because we've already touched on that even though i'm leaning towards that because i don't know if i have another one um i i don't know like you know the midnight launches like you know for games the waiting in line for dark knight rises like seeing batman seeing dark knight six times in the theaters in like two or three weeks like i think those all count but it's nothing like i don't feel like those are that crazy yeah true i I did see dark knight i specifically remember saturday night and then the preceding sunday morning (laughs) (laughs) literally back-to-back showings just there was a sleep in between (laughs) (laughs) that's so good yeah yeah Yeah. i think Uh, that's what we'll go with i all strong contenders thank you uh 47 least favorite state least favorite state huh first i'm trying to think of all the states i've i've been to um hmm you could say ohio to dunk on the browns (laughs) i'm not gonna stop you there (laughs) i think i think indiana 
because nothing against the good people of Indiana, because we went on a mission trip when I was in middle school and we were promised that we would go to six flags. We worked our butts off that mission trip. I, we went to this hoarder lady's house and we cleaned it out and it was great. She's very happy. Oh. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> on the drive back, thinking we're going to Six Flags, oh, no. we get a call that it's like closed or something. Or maybe there was never any, <laughs> maybe we were never actually going to Six Flags. It was someone so just us- picking up like a play school phone that just <laughs> doesn't plug into anything. Hello, Mr. <laughs> Six Flags? <laughs> yeah so then they took us to like the notre dame campus which was cool for five minutes but i didn't get to go on the superman ride so like i think (laughs) that's my answer um uh i don't really have like because like i don't necessarily love north dakota where i went to school but i had so many good times in that state you know what i mean um uh, so yeah i i think we'll go with indiana yeah that's fair yeah uh, 48 best thing you've ever won the heart of my girlfriend <laughs> look at the ladies and gentlemen look at this guy right here <laughs> surprise that i've worked my butt off for but I, I i think i won it so that's 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 my answer that's a good answer thank you uh 49 is there anything you've collected or had a collection of yeah i uh we talked about it earlier but Yu-Gi-Oh cards and pokemon cards were the the ish back in the day if you didn't have a, a fat oh, yeah. stack if you didn't have that binder locked and loaded uh, oh, yeah. who were you you know um <laughs> i definitely we collected pokemon cards more for the pictures and like and just having them you know what i mean whereas Yu-Gi-Oh, we actually like played that's one of the only uh tcgs that i've actually gotten really into Nice. I remember having a tune deck back in the day that did not do <laughs> oh, yeah. me very good favors, but I always thought it was funny, so oh, yeah. <laughs> I stuck to it. Yeah. Uh, question 50, dubbed the Ryan Davis. Okay. And it's the last of the fighting questions, I swear. Okay. Uh, you're in a fight to the death with another person equal to your size. Yikes. You're offered <laughs> either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife. Knowing the weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Ooh, Which do okay. you choose? Knife or bat? Bat because it's a longer range. I feel like Gigantor, who I'm fighting, would have to like get in close. You know what I mean? So if yeah. I have a bat, I have a little bit more range so I can knock him, wallop him over the head, and then uh, be safe. <laughs> then you're making your clean getaway. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> getting red converses and getting out of there. <laughs> Riding on my baby elephant. It's great. What a what a view <laughs> for the people to see that one. I want you know how like <laughs> you know how like there's those stores where it's like the presidents are riding like you know like JFK's riding on a raptor. Yeah, I want that to be my someone to make it a, <laughs> a print of me riding on a baby elephant with an aluminum bat. Someone, <laughs> someone with a deviant art page right now, please, yeah, yeah, please <laughs> get yeah. on this. I will commission this. This will be great. Yeah. We are going to take just the quickest of breaks from the wonderful Alex Stadnick to uh, just do a little bit of housekeeping here. And I'm going to do them in a wacky order because I always say these in the same order. So I'm going to change it up just a little bit. So, uh, 
Hey, if you want to review us on iTunes or whatever you listen to us on, that'd be super helpful. Yeah, I always like looking at those reviews and seeing five stars. Also, if you want merch, it's tiny.cc slash 99q. And, uh, yeah, buy a t-shirt or something. Also, the song right now is from the Mini Vandals. The next song is from DJ Williams. The opener is from Diala. And the closing is from Single Friend. So, uh, you know, click them or whatever you do. But uh, let's get back to Alex. I'm out of stuff to plug. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Alex. This is the little get to know you question. Oh, we haven't done that already. <laughs> no, I don't know a thing about you. <laughs> uh, so you are uh, obviously the video producer. Uh, you might have a slightly fancier title, but uh, it's just it's just video editor, actually. Video editor. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Ed- Van Aken and I are both a video editor. The Alex's crime. Yes, the Alex's. <laughs> the Council of Alex, as uh, Mr. Miller uh, pointed out. I love it so much. We're going to make that happen. Anyways, oh, great. Uh, but yeah, over at uh, the Vaunted Game Informer uh, magazine, website, uh, podcast, uh, live stream, conglomerate, they do it all. Yeah. Um, now, what I want to ask you here is obviously, as of about, I don't know, let's say eight months ago, <laughs> your job probably increased. Or at least changed quite a bit. Correct. What was that like? What was, like, was there a moment where you had a realization like, oh, my job just became, like, one of the most important here? Because without this... Are you are you referring to when Leo left? I'm referring to not only when Leo left, but the fact that, like, the pandemic hit full force and, like, everything had to be a zoom call basically or yeah. a discord call like yeah and all of it had to more or less be mediated through you so and both of those things happened relatively close to each other correct yeah um what was your mindset going in through all of that oh shit <laughs> um <laughs> being being real surreal to start this um gi is not where it is in the pandemic era of content without leo vader like let's just get that out of the way first wow. um leo led the charge on on figuring out discord how we do that and i was really learning from him um so that um so that there was a level of comfort in that that i you know looked up to leo and in, in in that regard yeah. um and it was and i've told him this like it was it was weird because I, I was so happy for him leaving you know um, because I knew he was going to be able to chase what he wanted and, and the, the creative kind of outlet he needed, you know, yeah. but I was sad because like, I, 
I, I really like I really grew to really you know love working with him and and he was always a, a, a spot of positivity for me so it was I was sad to see him go um I think it's it's gone in waves and it's and it's gone in waves because the content you know like the games have gone in waves um you know there was a couple I had to bang out the ghost of Tsushima and Mario uh, Paper Mario video reviews because that's something I uh, Leo and I worked to to bring to Game Informer the, in in this year. Yeah, and there was a couple moments where I looked around. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like I was like, I even like in the midst of playing them, I'm like, I still have to do my VO. I still have to edit. Like I don't know how I'm going to do it. And you just you kind of get through. Um, and I think especially in those early months, there was a level of I'm a, I'm I'm a relatively positive person. I, I think that's fair to say. Um, yeah. But there was a couple of Mondays waking up and not knowing when this was going to end. That were that were challenging, and I it it got to a point where it was hard to. You didn't see the the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I I was extremely blessed to still have a job, like you know, and I still am, and because there's a lot of people who don't have that. And that that's really hard. And that's really, that's, you know, for lack of a better term, it's shitty. And, and sometimes it's wrong, but um, there was times where it was like, how do I put on a face that I am happy right now? You know what I mean? For the camera, whether it was podcasts, whether it was, whether it was live streams, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that has been kind of a challenge, a challenge for everyone, you know, is like, because there are people who come to us for escapism and like, I want to, I want to make people happy. And like, how do we, how do you do that when, you know, you're staring down the, this beast of a, of a pandemic that is very real and has, has, you know, touched me personally. And, and like, so um, I guess that's a long winded way to say that it, it got hard sometimes, but um, I think we're in a really good spot now and I'm excited and I was excited, you know, I've always been excited. Like I'm, I was excited when Leo was here, you know, I was excited to take on the, the challenge of, of taking on the, the, the video responsibilities. Um, and now I'm excited that Alex is with me to, to continue to, to bolster the, the video presence and, and make it even better. And, and as with God as my witness, we, Alex Van Aken is going to do that because he is, <laughs> he is so talented. This dude is like, Oh yeah, I I love working with him so far. It's been great, but he's gonna take our video to to higher levels than it's than it's been in a while. So I'm excited for that. I'm I'm very psyched. I, like I I've been subscribed to Game Informer. Oh gosh, I'm showing my age literally. But like <laughs> yeah. I think I looked it up once. It was issue 48. Oh wow! <laughs> like that was the first one time. I remember having. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like. I've been a, uh, on the ride for a while. Yeah. And truly seeing this generation of, of like, GI folks, uh, yourself, uh, Blake Hester, previous guest of the show, I guess I have to admit. <laughs> yeah. Legally, know. you have to say that. Legally, yeah. I have to. <laughs> Former certified coolest dude, in fact. Of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Liana, Alex, uh, uh, the other Aiken. Alex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. yeah. Like, 
the the crop of people that is being brought in for this generation, uh, including with the old guard, obviously of the the Joe Jubas and the Jeff Corks and the Reiners, yeah. and like it, it, they've I they've never felt stronger to me, and well, I'm very you. excited for for the that's future. very uh, that's very kind, and I I'm it felt like we just hired this ama- like amazing group of people um you know and and this comes from a very unfortunate circumstance you know but like you know what we've been able to build from there is is exciting and i like that's not even counting like jay guisao who's you know who like did an amazing video at uh uh video essay almost by himself like yeah um, you know marcus stewart's with us like you know you named like liana and, and everyone like it is and blake like this is an exciting time and i'm very excited to you know continue to create with these people yeah marcus who by the way knocked everything he did from extra life out of the park yeah he he's so, so good, good on stream good. isn't he yeah <laughs> like he, it's I, wild yeah uh very exciting times coming up i'm yeah. uh, very psyched for it most definitely uh, uh but hey we got more questions let's do it <laughs> 51 what's your phone wallpaper right now uh it is the uh, the one that they put out um, uh, from The Last of Us Part Two. Um, oh, it went away. Um, <laughs> it's the the designer of the Metal Gear covers um, yes. for for um, Last of Us uh, Day or whatever. They commissioned him to do a a print. So it's got Ellie. It's got uh, Joel. Um, wow. it's a beautiful the, thing. It's actually him. He drew it, not like someone in the style of. No, I think they actually commissioned him for for oh, the day. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. It kills me. I can't that. remember his name cuz I literally have his art books. I know. I wasn't even going I wasn't even going to attempt it cuz I'm not a huge Metal Gear guy. Um, but I love the art style. It's I mean, it's visually iconic, right? Um Oh, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but to have Abby and Ellie and and Joel in that style is is really cool. So, I've had that since whatever whatever Last of Us Day is. So, wow. That's that's phenomenal. Oh, it's gonna kill me. I can't come up with it. I might edit it we'll in later. We'll think of it on question like eighty three. We'll oh, get there. Yeah, I, I have his book behind me. I swear, <laughs> <laughs> I have like two of them. I, I yeah. love his work so much. Yeah. Uh, Fifty two. What's the last thing you Googled? Uh, the directions to the bagel shop that I went to this morning. Nice. Yeah. Which sausage. was very much worth it. Yeah, sausage, egg, and cheese. I hope or bacon, egg, and cheese. Actually, I got, uh, I got, I wanted, to, I, I wanted to be fancy today, Mister Buell. I got, uh, I got uh, salmon like Lux bagel, and it was, it was very good. It was a little too much for the morning, you know. Mm, it, was, okay. it was a little, a little too was, rich. Yeah, a little too rich. Maybe a little too like that'd be great Saturday morning. You know, chai tea latte in my hand, get a get a Lux mm. bagel like that. That sounds really good, but it was a little too much for a working day. That's fair uh 53 you have to name your next pet without seeing them what do you name them uh chief i've i've had this uh planned for for years my next pet is going to be named chief after uh john 117 the master chief of course that's a good one that's a good one uh 54 what professional wrestler would you compare yourself to uh i don't know i'm not a wwe guy um okay. i i'm not uh, familiar so i guess i would throw that to you what uh what uh character what wrestler do you think i'm i'm similar i guess andre the giant maybe <laughs> and the brother won the peanut <laughs> it's a very good impression thank you 
no, I, I mean, I'm not going to say Andre. I'm going to say, who's like a... <laughs> I can't think of anyone that's not insulting. <laughs> I, I Bob, go for it. I want. I'm curious. I think the, the listeners would like to hear it too. The I will, first I will. name that came up was Jim Nightheart. Hold on, I have to look this up. Okay, and, that's not the dude who uh, who beefed with um, um, Andy uh, Coffin, is it? No, that's a that's a Jerry Lawler. Okay. Um, uh, Jim Nightheart, N E I D H A R T, I believe, is the last name. Uh, yeah, this interview's over. <laughs> fair, more well, than fair. I want to. I, now I kind of want his tights. He's got a, a an epic beard, though. If you he see does. that little uh, triangle yeah. gimmick, has, he's got there. has not aged well. Let me tell you. Um, yeah. Oh, that's I didn't think. <laughs> Oh, oh, he's dead. No, I didn't even. Yeah. I didn't no, even no, no. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't mean that. I was thinking of him during his retired years. Yeah, yeah. he kind of fell off a little bit. But I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I'm yeah. still with this. I apologize if you're a big Jim fan. <laughs> <laughs> big Jim, the Anvil Nightheart. There you go. Uh, Fifty-five. What's your comfort food on a bad day? All of them. Um, <laughs> uh. Probably like this is more of the experience with it too, but I think like pre-COVID, going to like our favorite bar and getting wings and like a beer, just to like be able to vent and kind of therapeutically go over the day and like or just rage about it, you know. But like having a good plate of wings in front of you and a, you know, I think that's I think that sounds pretty good. If I'm if I'm home. And not wanting to deal with anyone, probably Chipotle. Mm. Um, but I'd say those those are probably the good ones. Phenomenal. Uh, 56, favorite smell? That's an interesting one. Uh, I think the ocean. Like the, the sea salt air, you know. Um, oh, yeah. There's just, there's something special about that, especially if you have like, like if it's early in the morning and you at the beach yourself and you don't have to worry about smelly kids and you know, that kind of thing. Like, you know, I th- oh, yeah. I think the ocean is, is definitely up there. Agree with you hundred percent. I, I need at least like a couple times a year to like recharge my soul, like go down to the shore or go fishing or something yeah. where I can just like get that deep breath of like salt air in my lungs. Yeah. And instantly I'm just like 10 years younger. There's like, a level of, yeah, there's a level of relaxation in that. I would say like, the pines and like the north woods in minnesota too like going camping like that fresh fresh air kind of kind of got like a little chill to it but it's just clean you have to yeah there's just something to that getting out of the city 100 percent uh 57 best candy uh reese's next question that's correct uh 58 worst candy hmm my head went to almond joy i can't no what's the is almond joy does that have like the coconut in it almond joy is coconut and almonds mounds is just coconut with the chocolate around it oh those are those are all moot points uh black licorice next question yeah that that question is quickly becoming just say the word black licorice because it's yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just gross <laughs> uh 59 uh this is the one i was psyched for earlier 
Okay. What's a restaurant you would recommend? Oh, Bob, that's so difficult. Um, <laughs> because there's so many depending on what you're looking for. Oh, um, yeah. If you're in Minneapolis and you like wings, there is no better place to get buffalo wings than Runyon's. Um, it's on Washington mm-hmm. in downtown Minneapolis. They make them. They make them fresh there, or I, I, they make the sauce there. I, I don't think they kill the chickens there. Um, but what what was incredible about learning about them? My mom took us there for the first time. That's where I, I learned about it. Um, they make their own blue cheese. Now, Mr. Buell, I'm a ranch fan through and through, mm-hmm. and I thought that was the only way to eat wings was with ranch. This blue cheese that they make in house is manna from heaven and i literally like I, I have to order like two tubs of it and it's an extra two bucks or whatever like it's ridiculous <laughs> but i do it every time because the level of and then you start to add like the fries to it too to give oh, a little bit of yeah. saltiness like it's just it's this combination that has been yet i have not experienced anyone top in my my travels in life uh runyon runyon's is definitely up there for wings um I think because you've have you had any Minnesota people on here before? You've had Ben Hansen. Uh Ben Hansen, yeah. uh yeah, he's he's the mainstay of yeah. he's he's a pillar of Minnesota, in fact. Yeah. Um I'd be curious to hear I'd I'd have to go back and hear what he said. Um, but I think Parlor has the best burger in Minnesota. There's some other good ones and it depends on it's probably a little bit more expensive than people want on like a Thursday night. Yeah. But the way they have, have melded um like the fine dining of like a, a hip restaurant i guess i don't know how fine but like you know like a, a hip restaurant like yeah. kind of pop in you know what i mean good drinks like that kind of stuff but also the taste of like a, a really good griddle and merge those two into that burger is like it is beyond like explanation like you just need to wow. go and have it yourself and this is coming from a land of the juicy lucy like you know juicy lucy's <laughs> doesn't compare to the parlor burger wow high praise correct dropping a microphone here i like it oh yeah uh 60 what's a food you've never eaten i'm of the mindset that everything should be tried once from food as long as it's not going to hurt you type of thing oh yeah um so like I, I I want to try more experimental like more foods that like Westerners probably wouldn't like like brain or something like that you know what I mean like um, something a little bit different more to shake up the the Western palate a little bit you know what I mean um, yeah so like probably like brain or like I think I've had I think I've had intestine before like pig intestine or yeah. not or like or cow intestine maybe. Um, I wanted to actually okay a little bit more specific I wanted to try beef tartare when I was when I was over in Paris but it was the night before our flight home and I was like if this doesn't agree with me I'm not spending 16 hours on this flight <laughs> pooping my brains out like it's not gonna happen so yeah you probably I mean listen beef tartare is delicious but you probably made the correct call there <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah uh 61 what's the strangest food that you have eaten fermented shark in Iceland oh i okay i I, uh it is it is what my like i said my philosophy is you gotta try everything once that is something i will only ever try once that thing was disgusting it like it tasted like someone dumped a bottle of Everclear onto like a croissant and then it got like 
blubbery and gross and like it's just it was it was vile but i'm sure it killed any bacteria or illness that was <laughs> hiding in my stomach <laughs> at that point um but yeah fermented shark is is it was wild man wow but yeah i've always wanted to go to iceland too that's it's, uh... it's incredible I wish we went in like we went in the spring so like the the snow had kind of melted but it like wasn't green yet so I want to go back when it's like either summer or winter yeah uh 62 what's a typical day off um in I I keep saying pre-covid but (laughs) I think I in and I'm sounding like a broken record so I apologize um I think in a pre-covid world it was a weekend trip to Denver or, or, or trying to, or like Chicago or something like that, trying to maximize those days off in a world where that's not possible. It's finding a game or movie or spending time with my friends or family that I can kind of disconnect from, from the world, from work, like that kind of stuff. Um, like I'm going to take some time off this weekend or, um, you know, this, this coming week. And I'm going to be playing a lot of demon souls and, um, <laughs> and, uh, I haven't decided what I Tetris effect, man. I connected on the, the series X is glorious. So it's finding how I'm going to find time to it's figuring out how I'm going to find time to play all that. But I think, yeah. 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 Well-deserved, uh, rest off. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, 63 bucket list item that you accomplished uh working at working in the video game industry it is no like once once i decided in college that this is something i wanted to pursue like that was it like that was you know i i knew i want i i went to 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 college and in my later years like knowing that this is an industry I want to be a part of, how was I going to carve out my, my niche in that, you know? And when I learned my video editing skills and stuff like that, it, it wasn't a matter of when it was, or it wasn't a matter of if it was like, okay, how am I, like, when am I going to get into this so I can start to use these kind of skills? And, and it wasn't just video editing at that time. It was like, I, I graduated with a degree in public relations too. So it was like, how am I going to use that communications background to get into this? And it turned out to be, doing the thing I love even more than video games is video editing. Wow. Uh, 64 bucket list item. You probably won't accomplish. Oh, anything is possible. I don't know if I have anything yet that I want. <laughs> I love top. that attitude. I really do. Uh, I think my dream of, of playing in the NFL is, is probably has to, has to <laughs> go night, night. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think uh, I think my ship has sailed at, at that one. So I, I think uh, we're going to say goodbye to the NFL. It would be great if it was like third round draft pick for the Vikings. They picked a 37 year old Alex Stadnick <laughs> way off. We're 2035 yeah. draft pick or whatever. Like not even not even on the helpful. practice squad. Literally spending or spending money like guaranteed contract on him. Yeah, yeah. Starting team. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have not me? Not me. Injured first play. Like <laughs> done, bro. I wouldn't even got into the stadium. They would have like checked me at security. Be like, no, no, this is for players only. No, like, oh. <laughs> scan this. It has to be a mistake. This yeah. can't possibly work. Uh. So 65, dubbed by previous guests, the realest question of the bunch. Oh, my goodness. 
Name of a friend you don't keep in contact with, but regret it. Whew. That's an old one-two right there. Um... This is a this is once again this may be cheating a little bit, but okay. if you can you can hit the buzzer uh um if if uh it doesn't count. I would say a lot of my friends. Um I have a um and it's not that I will back this up. Um, you know, working, dealing with some of the familial issues that I have in this year uh hasn't led to a lot of time for for friends. Um which I know hurt me and I think hurt some of them. Um, and I'm very bad at texting back, um, as you can attest to, um, you know, this took a while to, to, to set up. Um, but with the year it's been and people moving away, um, it's been hard to, I won't even say it's hard. I, I have not done a good job of keeping up with some of my best friends in the world who I consider my family, um, on top of my other, uh, awesome family. But, um, you know, there's, there's people that I've had in my life for, uh, 20 plus years that I could barely get a text over to. And, and, you know, that's, that's caused me to, to reevaluate a little bit, um, and, and try to make, and, and understand that, you know, my job is game informer and I am going to continue to grow this, this group video wise and, 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 and do a good job with that. But I also need to like, make sure I, I have the time for them too, because they're the whole lot of them are my high school friends. My, my college friends are very, very special to me. And yeah. my, like, pre, like I, I have, like, I, I just, uh, one of my best friends from literally preschool asked me to be the the best man in his wedding. Um, which is exciting. It's incredibly exciting, yeah. but I know I haven't always, always been able to respond to him, especially this year. And that's, that's been a hard pill to swallow for me because I, I pride myself on being reliable and, and trying to be there for other people. So that's, that's something I've had to reckon with very recently. I hear you. Yeah. I think this year has, uh, has been very difficult to do that. And yeah, I have had to kind of do the same thing where it's like, you know, well, yeah. I wish I could hang out. I wish I could just say, meet me at the bar around the corner, but yeah, not an option right now so it has to kind of be a you know i'll see you when i see it kind of deal unfortunately Definitely. yeah but, uh, and it's yeah. Not, and a lot of my friends play games you know what i mean so it's as simple as jumping on like call of duty but like in the way that we talked about earlier where it was kind of like looking down this this unrelenting darkness when the pandemic started and still now things are getting very bad very quickly um there was a lack of motivation there that i had never experienced before um, and that's something I'm, I'm trying to, to reckon with and, and be better about. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, 66. What's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? Mm. Uh, Smash Melee. Um, that has been a part of my life and almost every facet of, of my, my middle school years, high school years, college years, um, and just the relationships I formed through that with a lot of the people that I I just mentioned um, <laughs> was always like, you know, when we weren't going to house parties or going out in college, like we'd be going back to the dorm to play Melee, like, you know, and um, that's a very special game to me for sure. 
who'd you play as? I have to. Oh, Samus, all the way. Mm. What's difficult? I've learned very quickly in my my year in the industry. Uh, I'm nowhere near as good as I thought I was. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> if no, you compare like, dude, yourself to like Sonic Fox, like... oh no, I'm literally talking like like go back and look at some of the tape from like extra life this year and like oh uh, like i am not as good as i thought i was but that's okay um but i i think it's partially because there was one friend group friend in our group um who played as link and i so honed in on my strategy on how to beat him that i found when i was playing other people i didn't i couldn't i didn't have a strategy to beat them because i was so honed in (laughs) on avoiding the the up b spin attack you know and like and i i got beat pretty bad because of that so um so i'm very good against him well i'm, I'm equal with him but uh yeah <laughs> smash melee is 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 always going to be one of my favorites that's amazing uh 67 what game have you spent the most time playing melee is up there um mario kart double dash is up there and then halo 3 are probably the big three Wow. Put a lot of time into Overwatch too. That first year it came out, but I don't know yeah. if it compares to to uh, like the years that I've put in. You know what I mean? I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Sixty-eight. What's something you've built with your own hands? <laughs> I freaking IKEA uh, entertainment <laughs> center that I wanted to boot off the balcony. Oh my god, Bob! I literally. <laughs> This thing has been a nightmare from like the jump. I put it together wrong. I had to redo the whole thing. Oh no! We didn't have the right screws to mount it into the wall because it's IKEA and because they arranged uh, differently. Like it doesn't line up with any of the studs in the wall, so we had to go get anchors. And the anchors that we had didn't work, so then I had to get different ones. And the Menards guy was like, "You sure about this?" And I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> "No, but yes." <laughs> um, it's finally done. It looks beautiful. But there was a couple of times I'm I'm a relatively chill person. There was a couple of times where I was ready to to pound a hole through the wall. Like I, I couldn't believe how frustrating that whole thing was. Wow! Um, it was satisfying to get it done. Like building, I am not a a handyman by any stretch. But like having a new apartment, I had to be for certain things, and uh, it feels really good. But that did not. There was no satisfaction from that. Wow. So. <laughs> That's amazing. But you conquered it. You got I did. there. I did. It was the least fun Dark Souls boss I've ever had to encounter. <laughs> Ikea in real dramatic letters. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> Some deeply serifed old school font. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 69. Best pickup line. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. I originally uh, had that as like question 70. And I was like, <laughs> I think it was Ben Hansen who was like, Come on, dude. This <laughs> opportunity here. Just, Come on now. It's one off. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll get it sappy for a second. Uh, at, genuinely asking and caring about what the other person uh, is, or, you know, who the other person is, what they're interested in. I think, yeah. that's, the, I think that's the way to go. Oh, sorry. Also has gotten me uh, many places. <laughs> Your signature catchphrase. Of, of course. course. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna finish that? I'm sure it plays <laughs> plays well. Where's Especially the like, bathroom? Yeah, <laughs> could do the classic Tommy boy of like I, I'm looking for the gym. Do you know where you know where it is? I'll find it. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, uh, question seventy: Have you ever had any good nicknames? 
Uh, I like Studnik. That that's something that came about uh, uh, during my football years, um, and is my Twitter handle today. Um, nice. Whether that's uh, actually representative of what you see before you, uh, you could be the judge of that. But I always like that one. That's a phenomenal one. Uh, Seventy-one. Do you believe in love at first sight? No, I do not. Um, I think true, genuine. I think infatuation at first sight is very real and i think that can lead to lead to love but i think true love is something that needs to be worked on and and practiced and and something you build um compared to something that instantly clicks i think i i think there's there's portions of it that work in that way but i think to to fully know someone flaws and all i think takes time and and I think if you still, and I'm not saying like murderous flaws or anything like that, but like, you know, if you can still feel that unbridled joy towards someone through all of that, I think that's when love is truly like unflinching and, 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 you know, true. I wholeheartedly pun intended. agree. Besides (laughs) you, it's been love at first sight for you, Bob. That's what (gasps) I I will say. (laughs) Yes, yes, a thousand times, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, 72, what's a big turn off of yours? I think a lack of, and I think this takes many forms, but I think, and, and not even like in a romantic partner, like just a turn off in general. I think if you have a, an air of self, uh, if you think you're better than other people, I think that's that's a pretty quick way to to turn me off really quickly. Um, I think we all deserve a level of respect as humans, um, and I think if you can't give a person that, and and there's plenty of people out there who have who have shown that you know that maybe they're not worth that level of of. But I think especially when we get out of social media, when we when we're living in the real world, I think you need to go into relationships and 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 meeting people with a level of, okay, you are a person you want to be happy just like me. Like, you know, and if you go into that thinking that you're holier than thou, I, I, I don't have a ton of patience for that. I hear you. 73. Do you consider yourself an artist? (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) I think I do something that people would call themselves being artists at, but I am, far from that yet i'm more one day i'll get there bob but today is not that day by the way yoji shinkawa i yes. thought of it <laughs> yes we didn't even get to question 83 i knew you'd get it i yeah. oh it was going to consume my day <laughs> if i didn't come up with it i didn't even look at the book that's no, all that's go. off that's the impressive. dome I, I i can confirm listeners he did not oh <sighs> I was I was starting to sweat there because I couldn't think of it. I was like, I, I'm going to have to edit it in because it's yeah. going to be. <laughs> no, we got there. Maybe it was the word artist on the question. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 74. What's something you tried to cook and failed? <laughs> uh, stuffed peppers. Um, hmm. I was going very much off the recipe and I don't know where the disconnect came from but i 
thought the rice would cook when you were baking the stuffed peppers oh no they came out and god bless my roommate man he put on such a good face he's like yes it's a little crunchy but it tastes good the flavor is there (laughs) and that rice was so bad and it just made the whole thing worse and then on top of that because i was a lazy college boy i (laughs) uh, left it in the fridge for not even kidding i think like three months so like they were radioactive by the time I was <laughs> that bad boy out. So it was like I had to not only did I have to stare down my shame and failure, I literally had to smell it too and bring it out to the trash. Oh. And it was I think I think my girlfriend has a video of <laughs> of me finding it and s- literally screaming because like it smelled so bad. It was bad. I'm a dramatic person, Bob, if you can't if you're not the, <laughs> be able to tell that. But it uh, it was it was an experience that I will never forget cooking was just the crunchiest rice (laughs) so bad there was no way to salvage it at that point either man it was just it was done it was just bad you can't take it out of the pepper cook it and then (laughs) read like there's nothing wasn't gonna happen let me just microwave this for 19 (laughs) minutes and maybe maybe it turns into soup then it'll be good uh, uh, question 75 dubbed the Ben Hansen. What oh. do you know? What's, what's the greatest piece of art ever made? Hmm. There's so many ways I could take this. Oh yeah. It's a very, it's a, it's a, well, it's not surprisingly deep cause it's so, it's such a hyperbolic question, but. <laughs> cause I, my, my brain is darting to so many different art forms is it books is it movies is it this is this is not easy no i am stalling for time is it working (laughs) perfectly (laughs) thanks hansen (laughs) (laughs) damn it ben um i think i honestly think super mario world is one of the greatest video game experiences of all time because I think it takes that, and I think we take it for granted today, but I think it takes that brilliant design of of Super Mario Bros that, that not teach, you know, teaching you through the level, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you know, if you don't know anything about games and like brings it to the perfect Mario game level, 2D wise anyways, I, I, I think that, Super Mario World is the best Mario 2D Mario game. I think it is probably one of the best Mario games. And I think it just took those pillars of design that Nintendo started with and brings it to a level that becomes universal, right? Because I, I think, oh, I just, you know, like just playing Super Mario World Bros for the first time all the way through this year because they put it on Switch, like that game is still great, but I oh, think yeah. it doesn't hold up to the level of of world because inherently world does have you know having yoshi is exciting but then also those secret levels and and that 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 level of discovery that comes from that yeah i think i think makes that one of the best video games of all time which i video games are art whether you like it or not um is an art form so i think that's my my cop out instead of saying uh like something in the Louvre. <laughs> I think that's a phenomenal answer because it, it really does exactly what you said. Like Mario One was was a groundbreaking framework 
and then it was only improved upon by three, and it yep. was, you know, only improved upon again by World, by world. Uh, yeah. in in a huge way. So, and I don't like I, you know, New Super Mario Bros is great. I don't know what's topped it since two D wise. You know, like in the Mario genre. Like I don't like what game would you put above that after that? You know arguably none of them i mean for real yoshi's island kind of did its own thing so yeah, i don't even i don't know if that even counts yeah yeah i mean some would say it hasn't yeah yeah <laughs> it, it, it's definitely tinged with a little bit of nostalgia but like for sure uh, but yeah. i think you could still i think that's the beauty of that game though i think you could still pick it up today and still have a hell of a time with it and also like that level of discovery because like as kids we didn't know we weren't looking at guides so it's like when we stumbled upon like a lock and key in like one of the ghost houses and like it yeah. took us to a secret area that was mind-blowing and obviously other games have uh, are, have excelled at discovery especially in that era too but like i don't know that was just the perfect marriage i think and those graphics are perfect too like everything i think that's i don't know if there's perfect video games that one's up there though i the fact that it only was a couple of years ago that I, I saw someone on YouTube do the trick where you have to, like, fly with the key and yep. then go under the goal and then continue past and you get yep. to the double secret exit. It's yeah, like, dude, it's so layered. It's crazy. <sighs> yeah. They were so brilliant. Like, you know, game designers in general are, are brilliant. But, like, that was that's something else, man. Yeah, it, it really is. Best, greatest piece of art ever made. Good, I would say. You heard you it just said. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, 76. Have you ever had something happen to you you would consider paranormal? So I actually, bear with me. I don't believe, I don't believe in ghosts, but I also don't believe um, in testing fate. So I guess in a way I believe in ghosts, but like. Interesting. I, I haven't really had anything paranormal happen to me in my life where I couldn't rationalize it, whether it being my own mind, whether it being the wind, you know what I mean? Like, um, so no, not to me personally, but like I said, I'm not bringing out the Ouija board. I'm not going to, you know, because like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong in a big way and I don't want oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want that to, to screw me over. Question um, 77. Would you ever use a Ouija board? <laughs> absolutely not. No way. <laughs> You couldn't pay me enough. I think I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Why stand on the railroad tracks, even if you don't think there's a train coming? Like, just that's don't... good. That's a really good analogy. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Seventy-eight. Simply why? Because if I don't, who else will? You know. I like that. I like that. Seventy-nine. If given the chance, when would you time travel to? Ooh, this is a very good one. Um, as as they all have been, as I've I've told you, at at every point has another been. tally yeah. on the board, baby. <laughs> um, I am someone who. Oh, we're getting really deep in this. Um, I am someone who has was grew up in a uh, Catholic family. Um, I am very much a lapsed Catholic today. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, uh, everyone knows that who knows me. Um, I would love to go back and see what the, the big guy was up to see what Jesus was, was doing back in the day and 
see if there's you know see that whole era is fascinating to me even yeah you know even even though i'm not as a spiritually uplifted as i once was um i it it's something i grew up with and i think it'd be fascinating to to see because whether you're no matter your creed like you know it's the some of the building blocks of of society you know happened at that time so getting to tour around like israel back then would be would be interesting and and see what all the the hubbub was about <laughs> just go back with an iphone and just be like hey can i get a picture with you real quick <laughs> no, for real, like think about like if you brought any sort of modern technology back until like literally probably the 1900s like you'd get like stoned to death yeah like if you like f- like took a picture with your phone and it flashed i think you're the devil like <laughs> but like fair what else what, yeah they've never seen anything like that what, like what <laughs> what the hell would you expect like uh, be just, wild man if you explained what my cell phone could do today in 1995 yeah like who would believe you they would yeah. go come on what is a star trek like what? there's no way we're not gonna put a camera in the thing we call aunt gertrude with like what are you talking about no yeah man. or like could you imagine like bringing like a dslr camera back in like the the thousands and like or like the or the hundreds like 100 bc or whatever and then like showing people their reflection through it they would literally kill you on the spot yeah wild i don't know why i i looked it up the other day because wikipedia why not yeah um i came across an article that's every photo of abraham lincoln that's ever been taken (laughs) and there's like 109 that's it and like and every one of them has a little blurb like he went to the shop today to get a photo done after his haircut and it's (laughs) like and that's that like there's a human being, one of the most important human beings of all of history. Yeah. And like 109 photos, that's it, done. And there will never be any more, and there that's are crazy. no more. Yeah. And I have more than that on my SD card. Yeah. <laughs> of, Easily. Of anybody. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Something about that is like so obvious from like a step back. And like, no, of course there is. But you're so right. Long ago, like, but it's we still mind blowing. We only have so many photos we'll be in ever like yeah and and abe was only at 109 apparently but like that's insane oh. you're making me like think about like <laughs> spirituality and, and and my mortality in this this is a good podcast here sir it runs like, it starts from breakfast and it works its way down <laughs> yeah man uh let's see so, 80 have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it um, I think, I think taking the GI job and I think we're getting to the point where I'm, I'm a broken record, but like going from a full-time position at an ad agency with benefits and like that whole shtick to going to an internship where I didn't have those kind of things, I think was probably one of the most dramatic changes in my life because I had to, I had to get you know, I had to get the GI job or internship. And then on top of that, I had to work another job. And it just like, you know, my weekends were gone because I was working at, um, I was working at a, a high school doing like event management. So like I was at the gym at five o'clock in the morning, cause I had to open it up for, for like Taekwondo tournaments and stuff like that. And, you know, not having that financial stability, like 
that was a change for me. And I couldn't have done it without my parents, without my loved ones. Like it just, it wouldn't have happened in that way. So I, I think that is easily one of the most dramatic changes in my life. Yeah. That is taking the plunge. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, 81. What game show past or present would you love to be a contestant on? Um, I want to be on the, uh, the, the legends of the hidden temple, but the, the star Wars version of it now. Cause I think they were, they were redoing it as like, uh, I think like Scott Lowe was, or not Scott Lowe. Um, one, a former or someone who works in the, the, the industry, I think he was on comedy button with, uh, like Brian Altano. Yeah. Um, um, Scott Bromley. Does that sound right? Uh, yes his name was Scott, soft but, yes okay but, but they're doing like a they're doing <laughs> Yoji like a challenge yeah exactly yeah <laughs> they're doing like a challenge course but it's like the jedi temple and it Holy looks dope how that i've i have not heard this until this moment and this sounds yeah. amazing it's, i would i would absolutely love that it would be it would be unreal so that's i think that's that's what i'm gonna answer yeah <laughs> And as proved by previous question, you could beat all the kids on that show. Exactly. You, you're getting to that monkey statue and put oh, the yeah. whole thing together. I'm swinging my lightsaber. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it would have to be like a Yoda statue now or something, something on like brand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, 82. What's a quote that you love? This may sound a bit pretentious, but bear with me. Sure. Um, the smartest man in the world knows that he knows nothing. And I think I love that so much because um, I came from, and this is no shade from where I came from or anything like that, but I came from an environment where, or a schooling system where it's like, like we talked about, right? Very like engineer focused, mathematician, like very much like hard skills like that. And I'm just, I'm, I wasn't smart enough or that, you know, like it wasn't my thing. Um, and I think I kind of grew into that quote, really liking it because, uh, because it kind of fueled my, my curiosity for like travel in the world and like people, you know what I mean? And I think through that, I learned that I had a different form of intelligence, you know, um, it wasn't, I wasn't making bridges or, or doing chemistry to make chocolate. Like some of my friends were like, but I think I, it kind of informed me that I had a, an intelligence about people and, and, and a different set of skills that up until I got to college, I didn't think I had, didn't, didn't think. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 83. (laughs) Nice flip side of the coin. What's the best shirt you own? (laughs) That's great. Uh, I love, it doesn't have much nostalgic value at this point, but um, I love my Pokemon Adidas shirt. They Adidas and, and the Pokemon company did a collab um, where it's like the the pixelated, uh, it's like Pikachu, Eevee, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, um, and Charmander. And I freaking love that shirt. And I try to wear it as much as I can. And it'll probably be destroyed because I wear it so much. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one. I I like my Boom Shock Locker. He's on fire shirt because of NBA Jam, but also because it's so comfy. It's really good. <laughs> is that an uh, homage? It is. Uh, your backyard, if I'm not mistaken. Is that what you got on right now? Uh, oh, literally. look at that! <laughs> literally the hoodie I'm wearing right this very aren't those, second. Aren't they comfortable, man? It's. I've been in this all day. I worked in this. <laughs> 
<laughs> like it's so comfy. I, yeah. I love their stuff. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I should mention this podcast is not sponsored by them, but but they... if you're looking to spend some advertising dollars, mm. I don't know. Homage, hit a boy up. <laughs> uh, Eighty four. Would you change your middle name? Uh, no, it was my it's my dad's name. It's my grandpa's name. Uh, nope. Nice. What what is the name? If you don't mind me asking, Joseph Alexander Joseph Statnick. I knew I was in trouble when I heard the whole thing um, when I was a kid. <laughs> I think it flows. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. it's got a nice ring to it. Uh, Eighty five. What's a good impression you can do? Uh, I already broke out the Andre the Giant. Uh, I can do Kronk. Uh, from uh, Emperor's New Groove pretty well. The poison made for Cusco. Cusco's poison. Um, what that's, else do I have? That's phenomenal! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, what else is? What else can I do? Uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good one to, to, to show off. There. We, I mean, that's a bonus one, really. We already got the Andre. We got yeah. the... Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. I, I really do want to make a super cut of every guest that I've had just do an impression. Do an impression, yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite moments every episode. Uh, 86, is there a tattoo you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get? No, I've only recently thought about getting a tattoo, actually. Um, so I guess I'll, I can transition that a little bit. I'm, it's, it, it has to, like, I don't know. I, I, I've been thinking about it more and more lately. Um, I wanted to get a sibling tattoo with my sister that said like player one and player two mm. and in like different style and like, but in, in, in styles of like the games that we grew up playing together. Um, but also I want to get something video editing related or editing related. Um, so I'm, I'm working on those. So I have no tattoos that I'd regret not getting, but maybe I'll have tattoos in the future that I do regret getting. <laughs> That's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> uh 87 how would you describe your 16 year old self uh stupid <laughs> um, correct yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um i think he was sheltered but he still had a good heart um mm. and i and i think he i think i've always tried to keep other other people in mind and um you know i wasn't i wasn't out breaking laws or anything like that but like every 16 year old kid's stupid and um you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've, I, like I said, I've, I've tried to be good to people every step of my life, but, um, whether that happened or not, I don't know, but I hope it did. Nice. Uh, 88. What's the worst injury you've ever had? Um, I, it was the fifth game of my, uh, high school, my senior year, high school football career. Uh, I got, uh, concussion um and it ended my it effectively ended my my football career um wow. because i didn't play the rest of the season um i i had ignored it i know i remember when it happened because like i wasn't my pad level wasn't low enough and this kid kind of was like getting up on under like my helmet yeah um and then it kind of went dark for a little bit and then i remember being in the huddle having to hold on to our five foot six, like running back, like <laughs> to keep myself from falling over. And my dumb ass, like they had to take my helmet. Cause I kept trying to like, or I wanted to go back in, but they're like, nah, dude, like you are concussed. Like you need to get off. So, um, wow. Yeah. So that was, 
that ended my uh, my any any dreams of uh, any sort of football uh, post uh, high school, which I'm happy it did because I I wouldn't be where I am today without it. I don't think if I sure. tried to play like in college or something like that. It's the Vikings loss, really. <laughs> it's always their loss. <laughs> uh 89 what's a habit of yours you want to break uh not going to the gym mm. i think i uh, i don't know why it's so hard to start new routines because once i get into the gym i love it i love swimming i think that's one of my favorite exercises but i can't get myself there and i don't know why it's so difficult for me it, it, it has been for since probably since like high school and i don't know i just but it's something that will ultimately put years onto my life. Um, but yeah, that's something I really need to uh, do. <laughs> uh, question 90 home stretch time here. Let's get it. What is a hat? No, I just asked that one. What? Oh, oh no. I've been what are hacked. you doing to me, Bob? <laughs> my, my piece of paper has been hacked. <laughs> 90. Have you ever lied on your resume? Uh, Actually not on my resume. I've, fluffed but like i've actually no i think i've been pretty pretty truthful on on the resume nice uh 91 have you ever punched someone in the face no (laughs) i'm usually the the, and my friends can attest this i usually break up the fights instead of being active in them um once i usually step in between people uh fight fight usually breaks up pretty quickly uh (laughs) I had to be, I worked at a, an Irish bar for five years <laughs> yeah. doing every, literally every job in the place from like busboy to bartender and everything yeah. in between. And I had to be a bouncer for one night because the guy oh, was God. on vacation and he was yeah. like, we just need someone who looks imposing. He's like, I, <laughs> I know you wouldn't hurt a fly and you, yeah. you're not going to have to do anything, but like, it's a Saturday night. We need someone there. So he gave me his black light. And I put in a single headphone, so it looked like I had like a little like wire or something. I was like, like you were talking to people, like yeah, yeah no, we got the situation under I control. Just, I just thought that's how I don't know. I was listening to podcasts, like I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> but and everyone who knew me, everyone who I worked with, was like, "Who's gonna believe you're gonna throw them out? Like you wouldn't touch a hair on their head." I'm like, it doesn't matter. I just have to like cross my arms and look tough. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm very glad I didn't have to break up any fights, but I totally get it. Like, just having someone there is all you need. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 92. Would you ever go to a nude beach? Yes. I think it would take some, maybe some liquid courage, but I think I would. I think I would experience that. I don't... I don't know. I think my hands would be over a distinct area of my body, but I think uh, I think I'd make it work. <laughs> I'll let the listeners decide what part that is. <laughs> my eyes, because I don't want to see any of that. <laughs> ah. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, somehow not the realest question here. Huh. When was the last time you cried? Oh. I'm not counting the car ride to south dakota because it was just like brief tears to to that song i think the last time i fully cried was uh a little bit before that when we found out um my my girlfriend's mom had cancer um it didn't feel real um and uh still kind of doesn't because uh thankfully she's 
um, the surgery that they performed got it, got it out. She was in stage one. They were, they were very quick. So she's a hundred percent now, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it just came on this. It, it, it felt like a sick joke after everyone's had a 2020, but it, it felt like a sick joke after the year we had had. Um, because, uh, like I said, we had to deal with some COVID stuff. Um, the, the world was falling apart before us. Um, it was just, it, it felt like I literally like when my girlfriend told me, like I asked her if she was joking because I, I, in my mind, I couldn't fathom that this year would throw something like that at us again. You know what I mean? Um, and it wasn't in that moment, you know, because I feel like I had to be strong for, for her and, um, and her family and stuff like that. But yeah, once, once it set in, I, I, cried pretty hard um, yeah i mean justifiably so. so yeah um but like i said uh the best possible scenario came from it and she is healthy and that is a, a true gift and i am I, we're very happy about that obviously but like yeah that is phenomenal news yes yeah yeah most definitely uh 94 what's something you've done and will probably never do again no shut up alex it's not it's not a good question it's oh, not. i was about no to put another tally. No question <laughs> something i'll never do again i think the experience of having some of your best friends in the same space in college is unfortunately something i don't think i'll ever be able to replicate mm. um to be especially because like i made my really good friends my freshman year but then eventually we'd all moved within the same building or like, you know, very close to each other, especially like when we were going to bars and like doing, you know, and, and hanging out and, and stuff like that. Like that's an experience that I think is so relegated to a time and place in your life. Um, and no matter, no matter where I go from here, I just, I don't think I'll ever be able to replicate that, which is sad, but it's also not because like, there's so many beautiful things that are happening in my life now that wouldn't be possible if that was the case. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, sometimes I do think, yeah, like unless you're in a Viva La Bam type situation <laughs> where you have the the millions to just have all of your friends move into a mansion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably going to move on from that, but and, I, and, I like your spin on it. It is probably for the, for the best. Yeah. And unfortunately uh, my friends and I aren't funny enough to get an MTV contract or, or, or willing to do stupid stuff to that level. So I, uh, I think unfortunately, yeah, that time has passed. Also probably for the best that you're not yeah, willing probably, to do yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 95 best compliment you've ever received. I guess I keep, I keep not giving you the specific, specific ones, but I think, uh, anytime I work my butt off on a video and I really like really get it to a good place where even I feel confident and that's not many, um, <laughs> to have a mentor or a peer look at that and say, wow, like you did an amazing job. Like, and you can tell when someone's like, Oh, you did great. Or like, like when someone's like, Whoa, like you did a, a really great job here. Like, I think those are, those are the, the ones that, that stick with me, you know, I, yeah. especially, especially in my early editing days when I could get my, my mentors and, and coworkers to be like, yo, like this is, this is something really good. Like 
that's something that proved to me that I should be doing what I'm doing. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I'd spent, like we had talked about, I'd spent a lot of my life not knowing what that was and, and thinking I was not wrong for not being an engineer or like, or having that background, but like not feeling like I fit in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. Yeah. 96. Tell me a joke. Ask. (laughs) (laughs) Strategic use of the pass. I see. I got you to laugh. So I think that counts. Dang it. The loophole. Ah, curses. (laughs) 97 97 used to be a question that i wrote that is no good oh no Uh, (laughs) so i've modified it to the listener question of the week oh wow uh and if any of the fine folks listening have a question they want asked uh it's 99 and of course alex you and i both know it's the number 99 questions pod (laughs) at gmail.com or 99 questions pod on twitter uh now, we did get a lot of really good questions for you here. I doubt um, it. Oh, you wrote, sir. You wrote them all. Don't give me that, Bob. <laughs> I have so many burner accounts. I sent them <laughs> all to myself. There you go. Uh, honestly, most of them were like, how is he so nice and cool? How Stop is... it. No, <laughs> I, that, there, was, there was none that said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rock Party sent, how is Alex so damn nice and cool? That was his exact to Rock, question. man. I love uh, Rocket Party. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to come through uh, a couple of these that I'm not going to use uh, first because I, I really did like the outpouring of, do of some of these. Uh, this King Prometheus, uh, or King Prometheus, I always mispronounce his name, okay. uh, saying, why won't you 1v1 me in COD? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably lose. That's uh, why. <laughs> that's fair. Um, <laughs> did you know Game Informer video reviews are really well done and I like them? <laughs> Sometimes I need a reminder, so that's good to know. Yeah. Hey, Flaming Queso, thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with this one because I like it from Shazira. Thank you, Shazira. Uh, is he truly the tallest man in gaming journalism? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Height is a mentality. It's not a number that you can measure with, with actual things. So, yeah, you better believe I'm the tallest dude out here. Yeah. <laughs> Skyscrapering over everyone else. Jim Neidhart style. Yeah. <laughs> is... I love it. I got to get a poster of him now. <laughs> People okay, are going to be he'll... so confused. Yeah, Better maybe reason. he'll be my phone background. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone who, who wrote in for that. that yeah, was, this is uh, very great. sweet. Thank you. Uh, 98. What made you want to be who you are today? Um... I think I'm still figuring that out. Um, mm. I think in a in a professional, uh, I'll give it to you in professional and personal. In a professional level, I want to be someone who people can look to for a dose of positivity. Um, because I think whilst there are some extremely important, serious topics in this industry, I think a lot of people come to it to to escape um and i want to make people feel welcome because i think uh, a lot of people don't get that in in real life um so i i i want to be that voice and 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 someone who's educated about games and and 
and cares a lot about him and cares about this industry and, and is excited to be in it. And I'm ex- that is one thing that has taken me so off guard about this, this job is like, I freaking love streaming and it's not because it's cool to see myself on camera. It's the opposite. Actually, it's quite horrendous to see myself on camera. Um, it's the names that I see pop up like flaming queso, like, like rocket party. Um, that is just cool. And like, I, I genuinely believe that, and this isn't taking away from anyone else. I genuinely believe that GI has one of the best video game communities online. Like um, I, 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 I'm pretty active on the Facebook group and, and, you know, I, I see some of the Twitter discourse and like, I, there's not many that I've seen that have been problematic and doesn't mean they're not out there, but like, yeah. you know, for the most part, I really, I really believe that we have a really amazing community. Um, and to be able to be a part of that, especially when I came in where there was a lot of hurt over, you know, the layoffs and stuff like that and, and how quickly I was embraced um, means a lot and will always mean a lot. So I want to be able to kind of take that feeling and be able to give it back to anyone who comes in on our stream as, as long as you're constructive or, you know, even if you're not happy, like that's okay. Like, you know, a lot of people aren't happy right now, but like I, I want to have good discussion. And like, if we disagree on stuff, that's okay. Like, let's talk about it. But, um, and then on a personal level, how do I, question is how did I get to where, uh, what made you what want made to me? be who you are today? Yeah. Uh, I think the love of my friends and family, um, hmm. because without that, it wouldn't, I wouldn't feel the need to reciprocate that and, and spread that, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. Absolutely. Uh, question 99, the Uh-oh. titular question. Here it is. What do you want to be remembered for? <sighs> kind of blew my load on that one, huh? <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, once again, like, I want to be remembered for a positive impact on the people who knew me whether it's through game informer whether it's my friends and family like i there's so much dour and darkness in this in this world that like i really think that like if you want to be a part of something great and change something like you have to do it so i want to like i just want i just want people to feel welcome and, and appreciated when they when they give us their time and their money like through extra life like are you kidding me like are specifically are you kidding me like <laughs> with how much you donated and so and like everyone who donated and and like you know this is a special group and i want to make people feel welcome and, and happy in in this space so well i can assure you that you are doing so you're continuing to do so and uh i wish i had more questions for you but i, I do don't. i kind of do too i i I wish this was the like the 200 uh, question podcast. Let's um, double them up one more time through. I mean, maybe. This is already what like a two and a half hour long podcast. Like people are sleeping at this point, but um, I this was this was amazing. This was so much fun, and this felt like it took 15 minutes. Oh well, that's very sweet of you. Thank you so much. Uh, I I would say we're going long, but my longest episode is four hours long. Oh my god! And I don't know why. Bless their hearts. It's my most listened to episode. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. It's with oh, a, a comedian it? and an actor called Jeffrey James. 
Okay. He does a, a, a podcast called Review Review, where him okay. and a, a partner uh, who is also on the show, Riley Anspaugh, who's very, very funny, uh, yeah. they'll do improv scenes based on like Yelp reviews and Google reviews. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Genius concept. And they knock it out of the park every time. And yeah. uh, it's just us two basically just hanging for four hours. <laughs> like, it's amazing. That's but, so uh, good. Yeah. So, hey, if you want to go another two hours, I'm not going to stop you, but I, I, I assure you I'm out of questions. questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I got a question for you. Oh, my gosh. Sure. Why do you do this? Why do I do this? Um... Because I love talking to people. You're very good at it. Uh, thank you. Um, like, I, I caught on in college <laughs> that I just enjoy, my favorite thing to do is, like, having a bonfire in someone's backyard and sitting around, and whether I know them, whether I don't know them, whether I've known them for 20 years or <laughs> just met them today, yeah. like, I just want to sit across from you and have a conversation. That's and a yeah. This was a very f- cool medium to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly why I do it. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very cool answer from a very cool person. Oh, you are, you're, you, this is fantastic. And you are a very special person. So thank yeah. you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for doing it. You're far too kind. You're, you're a wonderful old soul who, uh, I, I could talk for hours to and have, yes, uh, you have. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but sincerely, thank you. Is there anything you want to put into the ears of the people? Anything you want to plug, promote, uh, anything at all? The the floor is exclusively yours. Oh man. Um, I don't like self-promoting, uh, so I'll try to avoid that, but I, there's a lot of really smart, really talented people at Game Informer right now doing a lot of really great stuff. So I would imagine, a lot of your listeners already are aware of that. Um, but if you're not in the games, uh, there's some really good discourse happening about life. Like, honestly, like Liana just wrote a piece about her experience being homeless for the majority of her youth, like, and how it relates to Yakuza. Like, there's just some really great content being created. And I'm very lucky that I just get to <laughs> tag along for the ride, basically. So uh, go check out all the Game Informer stuff. Uh, it's. We're doing some special stuff over there, and I I think you're going to like it. The amazing Alex Stadnick, everybody. What a guy. What an interview. What a fascinating soul. But it is that time again. It's last call. The red light is on. We just got to figure out what we learned here today. We learned that once this whole pandemic nonsense is behind us it's gonna be me alex and florence pew drinking some blue milk down at the cantina size noodles here we come we learned that height is a mentality truly something to keep with you and if my height is a mentality that i'm trying out for the timberwolves and i've been rejected yeah that makes sense we also learned a real good quick recipe for stuffed peppers we learned how to retire off of obelisk the tormentor cards and we learned to hold on to any red converses that you may have but more than anything we learned that you only get so many photos in this world and maybe you should take a couple more at least for the next two weeks till our next episode take a chocolate milk and a spoon too just not too many 
Thank you. And good night.